Hello and welcome to Kiss by Fire, the podcast coming to you from the lands of always winter, where the cold winds rise even though the long summer... Nope. Even, can I start that again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go for it. Dyslexia hurts. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to Kiss by Fire, the podcast coming to you from the lands of always winter where the cold winds rise, even through the long summer we are currently having. I'm B-Word. And I am Steph Lioness. This is, do you know this, Beth? It is our 10th episode. I actually didn't know till you till I read it just now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Number <laughs> 10. Yay! We made it to our double figures birthday. Woohoo! I know. We only started in October last year and we have recorded 10 full episodes for your pleasure uh and a host of bonus episodes as well for our patreons too amazing uh if you do want to hear those bonus episodes you can actually join us on patreon and hear them Mm -hmm. we have done some quizzes uh extra topics that we sort of pick apart and there are a number of other perks from becoming a patreon um you can find us on patreon at just kiss by fire podcast you certainly can. Um, one of the perks you get is a shout out, which is what I'll do now for our patron at the Queen's Guard level. That is Crispy the Song of Ice. Hello to you, Chris. And thank you for your amazing continued support of our yes. little thank you, podcast. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, we love Chris and all of our patrons so, so we much. We appreciate you guys. And we will talk some more about more of them later. My chair is squeaking. Yep. I'm sorry. You can hear it. It's okay. It's Thank actually you. Beth farting. She doesn't yeah, admit it. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Anybody who's listens to this podcast at least this far knows full well it is not. Anyway. Methinks mm, um, <laughs> the lady doth If it was going to be either of us, we all know what people would believe. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. anyway um if you do want to get in touch with us in other ways you can find us on twitter uh at kiss podcast so long as that titanic is still half floating we are still there yeah we're there and uh and steph i think you have some news to share i do we have big comms news comms is uh what we call it in the biz (laughs) all right fancy Uh, pants words i know fancy pants words uh we had beth we had something really special happen can you guess what it is? I could guess, but I think you should just tell them. <laughs> okay. Uh, we had an email. We had an email. The yeah, cherry has been popped. Yeah. Our email is a virgin no more. It no longer has its maiden head. Yes. <laughs> our wonderful supporter, Liz, or uh, the one on Twitter. She And so we, our, our virginity was popped by the one. I just realized that. Literally by the one. By the one. <laughs> That's the best. I know. <laughs> Yeah, she she emailed us an amazing email. In fact, she apparently did try to email us last time, but sent uh, what it turned out to be quite a dirty email to yes. us. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't make it to us. Even better. <laughs> Someone else had a random uh, filthy oh. message yeah. about Fire and Blood. 
Um, but we did get this one. We got this one. It was very exciting to see it in the inbox. Not just messages from somebody logged into your account in Ingerland. Yes, um, exactly. Someone on Twitter, <laughs> yes. Um, yes exactly. So if you also would like to... Um, I'm trying to not make that dirty. If you would also like to send us an email. My brain was doing a whole bunch of other words to say there. Um, send us an email. I don't even email. know what you mean. Like... <laughs> It's okay. What? Okay. <laughs> it's like we were talking sex terms for popping the email cherry, and then I'm like, if a whole yeah. bunch of people send us emails, that means so. Anyway, um, yeah. anyway, if you would also like to send us an email to uh, put it the the mm-hmm. nice clean way. Now that we've lost uh, our virginity, we now that we've lost our virginity, email. jump in there at uh, yeah. Kiss by Fire the podcast at gmail.com Loosen it up. Loosen our loosen our email hole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we will have a prize for Liz. So Liz, I will not. Yeah, we don't know what that is yet. Saying that, yeah, just uh, listen out. We will we will come up with something fun and chat mm-hmm. with you about it in the near future, Liz. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> before we start, can I just apologize? I've got cold, so I sound snotty and yucky. You don't I'm sound like, snotty. Like, you sound great. I feel very snotty and sneezy, uh, and many other of the seven dwarfs. That's so. the <laughs> Yeah, grumpy. <laughs> all the dwarfs. I'm sleepy. all the dwarfs right now. <laughs> I'm sleepy too. I'm dog. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm really excited about this. Our tenth episode mm-hmm. because too. I think of this this particular part of the chapter of a surfeit of rulers. I should probably mention that we're doing that. A surfeit of rulers. We're not doing the whole yep. chapter. We're doing about and half just the of half, it. just half the chapter of it, right? Yes, because it's yeah. a really long. It's, it's another really long one from. Yeah. And you guys know um, us by now. You know that we can talk about shit like for one. ages. So we're yeah, cutting it yeah. in half so that we actually not... cut our episodes down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're longer when we record them. So yeah. that's how long. That's how much you can talk about. But this one, I'm so excited. The surfeit of rulers. So we've had the year of the three brides. We we were left in that one with uh, Jaehaerys having married uh, Alisan secretly on Dragonstone, mm-hmm. and Alyssa and Bor. Uh, no, not Boros. Who am I talking about? Rogar. Rogar. Mm-hmm. They got married, had the golden wedding, but they disapproved of the match between. Jaehaerys and Alysanne, Alyssa, because she has seen what happened to the realm uh, when the Targaryens practice incest. It, it, it pretty much killed her eldest son, Aegon. Yes. Um, and her other son, uh, Viserys. Was it Viserys who got Viserys. to death? Yeah. yeah. But it, the incest didn't kill him. She just has seen a lot of tragedy. No, but it was part of the, the wars, you know, all of that. She's seen a lot of tragedy. But basically, yeah it, it, yeah. it doesn't do well for them and she's terrified of that. And obviously Rogar doesn't like it because he had other plans for Jaehaerys and Alisan. Yeah, I mean, he had other plans for Jaehaerys. He was plotting and planning Jaehaerys' yeah. match. Yeah, just no females to marry him to in his own family. But No, yeah. exactly. So, and I think... And for Reyna we'll, as well, I think. But Absolutely, because Reyna, obviously, she was one of the other brides. She mm-hmm. uh, got married secretly to Andrew Farman, a very a second son of a very low-down lord. So those were the three brides. And now what we're left with is the aftermath. Aftermath? Aftermath. Posh people say aftermath. I say aftermath. Of what happens kind of next. And to me, this is the sexy soap opera episode where it gets... Like, 
I, I re- was reading this and I was like, this is like a genuine soap opera because you've got plotting, you've mm-hmm. got scheming, you've got scandals, you've got sex, you've got stupid people, you've got patriarchy. I imagine there are drinks being thrown in like arch nemesis's faces, what's, whatever the plural of nemesis's, nemesis's, <laughs> nemesis, nemesis's faces, there's generic drinks, slaps like priests revealing themselves to really be the long lost uncle of someone probably and so much more like i am really really excited about this episode so yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i am too it's a good one uh yeah. we also have lord rogar starting to show some of his true colors we see what happens yes. when you just Should i just don't... snorted i got so excited i snorted did you <laughs> <I went. laughs> she got excited because i was following the script <laughs> Um, I don't follow the script and I wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so what does Lord Rogar do? He starts to what? (laughs) Uh, We see what happens. By the way, (laughs) what does the script say again? Yes. yes. You see what ha- we see what happens in this chapter when you just don't talk to each other, and mm. e- and I can't say that word. I've never been able to say that word very well. Enmity. 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 I can't say that one. Enmity. It's part of my dyslexia. It doesn't. And my sure. yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and resentments exactly. grow between the royal family. Yes, I can't imagine. I was doing so good until you interrupted. You were doing me, really good. You were doing so good <laughs> until you yes. snorted. Go ahead. I did snort because Lord Rogar shows his true colours, and I got so excited. I'm like, I can't wait <laughs> <laughs> to see his true colours shining through, as the song says. But I also just the fact that it's a royal family with resentments uh, and arguments uh, and it playing out like a soap opera is like, uh, okay, that's. That's actual British monarchy life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like basically, it is sometimes like living in a fucking soap opera. Being here, so but anyway, shall we get on with the story? Yeah, <clears throat> that was a um, long intro. Let's dive in, guys. It was. It was. <laughs> we were Gabby. Sorry, my partner just waved through the window, and it freaked the living shit out of me because that is one of my true nightmares: is seeing a face at the window. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I just was like, there's a face on the fucking window. It's like, oh, okay, it's fine. I married that person. I mean, it's a terrifying face a lot of the time. I'm laughing so hard because it's one of my true nightmares as well, and I would probably jump 50 feet in the air if that happened to me. Uh, I tried not to because I was like, I'm going to be professional because I'm recording a podcast and I'm a professional person. Um, But at the same time, my stomach fell out of my butt and my heart came out of my nose. The good news is we can edit it out. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. That's fine. That's completely fine. Some of my friends did that to me once. They, they, I, I was came home from the pub when I was like eighteen or something, and was at my mum's house and I was in the kitchen. I might one of the favorite things I used to do when I come back like slightly pissed from the pub was I'd get a bagel and have mm-hmm. a bagel and I toast the bagel and have loads of butter on it. I was making my bagel and my friends had gone round the side of my house and it was pitch black outside. And they just stood there, like, making weird faces. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not funny. That's my actual fucking nightmare. That's it's like mean. a face at the window. Yeah. Um, 
Yes. So I'm going to tell off my partner because... Because that's not a very nice thing to do. Can I tell you what I did once to my best friend? Yeah. What did you do once? I, um, my sister had her birthday with also, can I just like, who else is your best friend apart from me? (laughs) Don't let her hear you say that. She's very possessive. Okay. I'll fight her for it. I'll even take my rings off. (laughs) I've only known her since I was like 13. So, you know, it's a new thing. Um... Anyway, so I was walking from my sister's house. So my sister hadn't put out some of her Halloween decorations and she had this really creepy one. It was like this scary faced thing. And I knew that my friend was living with us for a little while when she first moved here. Yeah. And I was when I left, she had been like sitting on the couch by the window. So I called mm-hmm. I called Jay and I was like, Is she still sitting there? And he's like, Yeah, why? And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Walked up to the window with the just the creepy. <laughs> I can't even say it out loud. Absolutely. Her reaction was so funny, with like the scary face person thing. It was like a bust. <laughs> I walked up to the window, like ducked under, and like Da-da-da-da! so it was like banging. <gasps> <laughs> you horrible <laughs> person! I, I hope that comes to bite you on the butt. She I jumped. Hope calm against you. <laughs> she jumped across the living room and I heard her scream and the next thing I see out the window is this. <laughs> <laughs> She's giving a middle finger for yeah. those of you on the... Because this is an audio thing, Beth. I know, but I, was, I figured we would cut it out because it doesn't have to be here because this is such a... Nothing at all it's related to the chapter. It's staying in. I, like, I was also going to stay in the fact that when you said a bust, you did like a boob grabbing motion. Because, oh, like, did I? I don't know if you did that subconsciously or. It was totally subconscious, did I yeah. actually? So I was just like, does a she bust. mean literal bust? A bust? Or like a statue a bust? <laughs> like, just a pair of tits in the window. <laughs> just tits in the window. I've done that before too. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. That can be if any of patrons have questions yeah. about, <laughs> about the time that Beth put her tits at the window. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's we do invite uh, Patreon questions, by the way. If you do, guys have a question do. for us that does or does not <laughs> pertain to my breast in the window, um, feel free to send us that on Patreon, and we will address it in the next episode. Exactly, <laughs> love it, love it. So here we go, a surfeit of rulers. Um, the opening of this chapter is very—it's like a dark portent. It's doom laden. Yes, it is. Yeah. Shall I do my best maester voice? Yes, yes. This is okay. like the perfect, the prime moment for it. <clears throat> Ooh, here we are. All men are sinners, the fathers of the faith teach us. Even the noblest of kings and most chivalrous of knights may find themselves overcome by rage and lust and envy and commit acts of that shame them and tarnish their good names. And the vilest of men and the wickedest of women likewise may do good from time to time. For love and compassion and pity may be found even in the blackest of hearts. Like, that's the opener. Mm-hmm. So what, yep. like, as an opener, how do you feel like <clears throat> about what is to come? <laughs> like, yeah, okay. It's a small sense of dread. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. wow, something terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this, uh, that, that section is the heart in conflict with itself as well. Like, that's what Gurum likes to write about, is there's good people who end up doing bad things, and there's Mm -hmm. bad people who end up doing good things, and then, I mean, we could... 
we I know we we said we didn't have very much for the spoiler section, but I suppose we could talk about that opener. I mean, I know that we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm literally opening and saying we'll talk about it later. But, yeah, <laughs> but there are yeah. people, there are characters throughout this whole thing. That's basically the basis of a song of ice and fire and fire and blood. Yes. Yes. Is the number of people that exist who essentially are torn one way or another, and mm-hmm. even though you can have. There are so many characters that we don't like, but do suddenly good things, and you feel like massive yeah. conflict about how you feel about that. How person. you feel about them? Yeah, yeah, it's true. And and vice versa, people who are good and suddenly do awful things, and you're like, oh shit, I don't like them anymore. But I did mm-hmm. used to like them, and now I don't. And what you know? And then of course you've got other characters who say we're all mixed parts. Blah blah blah. And I feel like that, to me, this is one of the themes of the entire book series summed up in one paragraph, really. It is. It's summed up in like a few lines. It's the whole, his inspiration, the way he writes. I was just thinking, can you think of any people that we've read about now who were, who we have those feelings for, who could, are they bad, but they do good things? Have we had that already? Why is he bringing did it, what good things did she do? Well, I guess it's like perspective, but obviously mm. Vizenia was like, um, she sort of flips the narrative on how women have agency for us. Like, that's how I view her representation, right? Mm. Um, you view Megor kind of in that way, where I don't know. Sympathetic, I, maybe, in ways that other people don't. I don't know if I'm sympathetic to Megor. I think I, I just. Uh, I think to me that it's because this book is written in a particular way that I don't buy everything. I think some of it is just exaggeration or legend, mm-hmm. which I want to get onto. It's a massive theme of this chapter, I think, mm-hmm. and it comes out quite a lot. Yeah, I, I guess. But there, there are so many people in this chapter who will come, will come to see do those things. Yeah, and do, do things. People, good I people will do say, good things I feel like things. the a major difference between, and this isn't spoilery. Uh, between A Song of Ice and Fire and this is the way we see the heart in conflict with itself because we have mm. the point of views of these people where this is a history tomb and we're reading it from someone else's perspective. So we don't have yeah. the point of view of the character to say, no. this is how I felt making this decision. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So. Do you find it when you're reading a book like this or any book, when you've, do you find it better or worse when you have a character who you've loved who's done a bad thing mm-hmm. or vice versa when you have a character you've disliked who's turned good what what's your what do you enjoy reading the most what do i enjoy reading or i enjoy reading a bad character do good things more than i enjoy reading a good character do bad things because you, you, you don't feel let down you feel encouraged yeah. when someone you love does something hurtful you feel let down by them. Mm. But when someone you, you don't like, like does something though. helpful, you feel encouraged. Pardon? Mm. You can still like the character, though, even if they're doing bad You things. can still like them, but you still feel let down a little bit, mm. right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting one. But I'd love to talk about that more later because mm-hmm. this is that's the essence of A Song of Ice and Fire, really. But it's a very, very doom-laden opening. We get more from Septon Bath, who, who's now... I think we'd only kind of just heard him and he's going to be in our faces quite a lot for the next few chapters. He will be. He'll be pretty 
pretty big name. We pointed that out when we first heard of him or when he was first identified mm-hmm. in the book. Mm-hmm. Remember that name. I think it's it's in this chapter they say wrote Septenbarth, who was the wisest man to ever serve as Hand of the King. And I laughed at that because I was like, that's because he was a Septon. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, of course, the maester's going to feel he would have been the wisest Hand of the King ever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Right? Even if, even if he, you know, it's just not objective. Mm. Well, he may he, have been. But he may have been. He was very good. He was. I'm not saying he was bad, character. but I'm saying but the, it, point, the narrator is not say objective. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So... We had the year of the new bride, that the new bride, the three brides. That was forty nine mm-hmm. AC, and now we turn to a new year, fifty AC. And then obviously that's fifty years since the conquerors' rule. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like a big, it's a big um, one, yeah, a big one. And then we're gonna have feasts and fairs and tourneys to celebrate. It sort of is a new beginning once again, like you just said. He's the wisest man to ever serve as a hand of the king. There's more hyperbole, and I really distrust hyperbole. There's another one. It says, The horrors of King Magor's rule were receding into the past. The Iron Throne and the Faith were re- reconciled. Mm, were they? Mm. <laughs> they weren't. For now. And the young King Jaehaerys I was the darling of small folk and great lords alike from Old Town to the Wall. I just... It, again, it's, it is hyperbole. Like, it's full on... Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, lick spittle nonsense. I, I'm 100% yep. sure. Like, we know, like, we're in the last chapter, you've just had a septon being told to be quiet or Jaehaerys is going to sew his mouth shut. Yes. We yeah. know that he doesn't... This, this septon has said, the faith will never accept your marriage to your sister. Mm-hmm. So we literally have just had a chapter on how the faith and the uh, the royal family have not been... Yeah, not been reconciled. Yeah, but I think this is just indicating that the and it says the the rest of that paragraph is yet unbeknownst to all but a few, storm clouds were gathering on the horizon, and faintly in the distance, wise men could hear a rumble of thunder. So those who knew Mm -hmm. about about Jaehaerys and Alicent's marriage would know how rocky Mm -hmm. this relationship actually was. Mm -hmm. But in, in the grand scheme of things, the realm did not know about the marriage. And no. so things were fine. Well, didn't they? On know. the surface. Mm. For an yeah, hour. on the surface, in a way. For a hot minute. Just, <laughs> for a hot minute. But even then, I'd say it's not, because I just think it's like a big barefaced lie. They, I don't think people had really forgotten Magor. Magor had only been gone for like a year and a bit. Yeah, yeah, not you very know. long. Yeah. Uh, and they but I think it was they were trying to celebrate this, the sort of restabilization. Mm. At this time, yes. and I feel like yeah. that's what the, the paragraph there is just trying to iterate mm. is, you know, the realm is coming together, we're stable again, people love, seem to love the new king, they have faith again, mm. things are looking mm. lighter. Mm. Until. Until. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. There's a fate, I love this phrase coming up. It says, a realm with two kings is like a man with two heads. The small folk I want to say. Yes. That's a good phrase. Uh, do you have any favorite phrases? Um, don't put me on the spot like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> so all I could think about was like, what other weird things do people say where you're from? Oh, I mean, my mom is a Newfoundlander. There's all kinds of weird phrases. Do you know what my mom yeah. says about 700 times a day? Whoa. Is it's an ill wind that blows no good. <laughs> and I can't what? stand that phrase. 
Because I feel like she uses what? it wrong every time. What she say? What? When? She just says like, it about everything. I'm like, what are you? What are you even talking about? Anyway, <laughs> that's amazing. I didn't realize yeah. your mom was a small folk in the Seven Kingdoms. <laughs> well, yeah, she, yeah, she pretty much is. Yeah, that's Newfoundland is like being the small folk of the Seven that's Kingdoms. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. The best one I ever heard, which I love it, and I very seldom have a reason to say it, but when it comes up, I'm just like, I'm so excited, I can finally say this. And it's something that my friend, uh, a housemate from university, said once. And I've never forgotten it from that moment. And it is, um, there's no use clenching your buttocks once the fart has flown. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, it does. yeah, like I say, don't always get the chance to say that. No. I'm like, yeah. yes. My favorite, my favorite phrase is the bigger the bum, the bigger the bounce. <laughs> of course it is, you dirty thing. Of course. So anyway, why was it bad? Why, what do they mean there's two kings? There's not two kings. There's only Jaharis. Well, there is sort of. There's the king in the hand and they're not in unison. And because he's not the king, he's in a regency. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, there are not technically two kings. There are, however, a few queens. Yes, there are three queens. We have the new queen, Alisanne, that the realm doesn't know about yet. Mm-hmm. We have yes. the queen regent, Alyssa. Mm-hmm. And we have um, our lover, Reyna. Reyna, who is who should be the queen, who should be the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms. Sorry. Yes. Gonna, well, I mean, yes. Call it for what it is. She should be. What I find very sh- shocking, again, here is that it says, <clears throat> whereas Magor's queens had been consorts, subservient to his will, oh, I vomited living and dying at his whim, each of the queens of the half century was a power in her own right. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, what are you genuinely saying? That this is worse because we've got three outspoken women. Of course, yeah. Do you know what it reminded me of, though? It reminded me of, I want to find that line. That you just said. Anyway, each of Magor's queens were a power in their own right. Or not a power. Were subservient, living and dying at his will. Reminds me of Henry VIII. Yeah. And they were all, like, subservient to him, dying at his mm-hmm. will. Yeah, basically. Um, and each of the queens of the half century, essentially after Henry, were Mary, who ruled as a queen. Elizabeth, obviously, who ruled as a queen. And then you could have either Mary, Queen of Scots, or Lady Jane Grey, or mm-hmm. however many others, mm-hmm. who also ruled as queens in their own right. Or Catherine Parr. Anyway. Yeah. So I just... really thought of... Magor as a parallel to Henry VIII, but his desperate quest for an heir, yes, a, a yeah. male heir a, yeah. in particular, is I've never, I've, yeah, I've never really because there's lots of times when people are always oh, a bit like Henry VIII, and it's a bit of a cliche, but actually the the desperation of Magor and to keep marrying and killing spouses mm-hmm. and getting the, spouses. the difference is that Henry VIII didn't practice polygamy, and if he had, maybe some of his wives might have lived longer. Maybe, exactly. But yeah. it's still, I've never thought about that, that kind of, the parallel between, I was, I think of Robert Baratheon or other Baratheons like yeah. Henry VIII, but actually, yeah. Yeah. Magor and his ways were, like, Henry VIII was quite brutal. In fact, I think I saw you posting on Twitter about if Arthur, mm-hmm. his older had brother, lived. had lived, so like, yeah. what, what would the world be like? It's weird to think, I've, I've thought about that a few times, but not particularly for long, like, what what would have happened or what would have happened to Westeros if Aenys hadn't been 
Amy's. Yeah. You know, yeah. If he'd been stronger, lived longer. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. Stood up to Magor. What would the realm mm, be like? Mm. Would they have maintained yeah. a connection with the faith in a better way? If, but but they wouldn't have obviously because Rena and Aegon had married under Aenys rule anyway. Mm-hmm. You could do the what ifs all day. In fact, I know a podcast who did some what ifs for a while. Yes, there is a good yeah. podcast that does that. There is one. Yeah. So we've got lots of queens. We've got Alyssa, who's married. I think this is why I think it's like a soap opera. Yes. Because honestly, it's like explaining. If someone says to you, what happened in your favourite soap opera last night? And you're like, well. And it makes sense to you while you're watching it. But then mm-hmm. when you have to explain it to another person and say, okay, well, it turns out that she mar- was married to him. And actually, that's his brother. And mm-hmm. they're actually cousins. And then she's taken his business. And um, and then, but then they murdered that person. And you say it out loud and you're like, this is ridiculous. Why do I watch this shit? Yeah, except that is also actually history. <laughs> yes, it is also actually history. And in this, it's like that. So you've got Alyssa, who was married to Aenys, who's mother to the son Jaehaerys, who is also married to the King's Hand, mm-hmm. who is a Baratheon. And then... So Alice she's also was, the mother of the other two queens. She's also the mother of the other two queens, and one of them is the queen in, over on in the far, far fair queen Isles, in the west. and the other one is... They're calling her. They, yeah, they start calling a queen in the West. And then uh, you've got a queen on Dragon's so a secret queen secret <laughs> that no one queen. knows about. It is, yeah. honestly, it's like, you couldn't write a better telenovela yes. about this. Yeah. I don't like this, where it's like, Alessand, Alice's daughter, Alessand, maid of 13 years, had pledged her troth. I just really hate that phrase. Mm-hmm. Pledged her troth. It's weird. Yeah. And I don't like... The phrase Lord Husband. Oh my god, I knew you were going to say that. I was like, it's going to be Lord Husband. I cannot stand it. I can't stand <laughs> It's a horrible it. phrase. It's a it horrible says phrase. It against her mother and her mother's Lord Husband. You're like, Now, I think it's why? just supposed to indicate stations would be Lord Husband and Lady Wife, and Lady is in station and not as in, like, oh, no. the lady. So still, I guess I still that way it. I don't hate it as much, but I don't like it. No, no I don't like it. My Lord yeah. Husband. Imagine <laughs> your husband coming home from work and just being like, my Lord. My lord, my lady, gross. I love you, but no. Um, there's one thing in the in this that I want to point out that I think is interesting that has been included. It says there's a far to the west on Fair Isle, with the whole width of Westeros separating her from both her mother and sister, was Alyssa's eldest daughter, the dragon rider Rhaena Targaryen. Mm-hmm. Now they've not mentioned anyone else. Like Jaehaerys and Alysanne are both dragon riders too. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, in this moment, they've made they've made a point of saying Raina is a dragon rider. They could yeah. have said Jaehaerys and Alysanne are dragon riders as well as uh, Raina. But well, they they do reason, touch on it very. soon. They do touch on it again. later, but in this t- this kind of introductory paragraph where we talk about the relationships mm-hmm. and who is who, they've chosen specifically to point out that Raina is a dragon rider, mm-hmm. and I just think. Why? I feel like Gurm never... He doesn't do things randomly. No. No. I think he makes mistakes from time to time. Is it, do you think it's to but, make her sound threatening? Possibly. I think it, it points out that... Uh, if you think about who's writing this, so it's a maester, it's a man, it's somebody who clearly doesn't like... I don't think he likes Rainer. And is trying to make mm-hmm. us see Raina as a kind of negative character. Mm-hmm. 
and I think it's meant to make her seem like a like a sort of a more threatening character. Yeah. Like Jaehaerys and Alyssa are just innocent children on Dragonstone having got married. Of course they are. Yes, yeah. But Rayna is innocent children who know not what they've done. No, exactly. Yeah. And Rayna's a threatening older yeah. woman dragon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. She's a more threatening person. So I, I I think that's where that comes from personally. And of course now she's being called the Queen in the West. It also it there is a there's a lot of this chapter's a lot of kind of fluff. There's yeah. a lot of fluffy fluff yeah. here. Especially this first half. Like I said, like it's yeah, yeah. this is kind of like just it's sort of reiterating what was already mm, established, mm. and then in the later half it introduces some new things. The it's later very half dramatically is sort of like the it's, it's very dramatic fluff. It's dramatic fluff because yeah. it, there's a lot. There's a whole load of kind of um, what's the word? Uh, like oh god, what's that fucking word? Where you're laying the groundwork. Like it, I feel like it's just like backstory happening and kind of like constantly trying to tell us that something dark and brooding is on the way yes two sisters and a mother the three queens were bound by blood and grief and suffering but there were shadows old and new growing darker by the day like it Mm -hmm. feels like kind of this is the first time it's not just very dry tome like it's very dramatic yeah they're very being being very dramatic yeah long simmering resentments of divisions had made themselves felt it might even plunge the seven kingdoms back into war it's like, will it? Really? I don't, yeah. I don't know if it will, you know? It seems a bit, yeah. it feels a bit dramatic. And there's another footnote here to point out that there's actually a fourth queen. Yeah, I know. This part annoyed me so much in so many ways because it's like, oh, we're going to talk about all the queens that are Targaryen um, adjacent, but then not this poor, poor victimized woman. She's a footnote. She's so they a talk footnote. about the widowed queen Eleanor of House Custain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman who had been married to Magor, who uh, he murdered her husband to marry her. She's the one who found him dead on the throne. Mm-hmm. Um, she made some visits. She escaped, left King's Landing or escaped or something and went to visit all of her children and then tried yeah. to settle down. But it says this is the part that bugged me, where she would live quietly for the remainder of her life, where she obviously had wanted to. Fate and King Jaehaerys had other plans for her, as we shall relate later. I'm like, fuck you, Jaehaerys. You did not pull that poor woman out of her <laughs> retirement after yeah, dealing sorry. with Magor. But I can't remember what he did, so it's not a yeah. spoiler. But I, I can't really remember what he did either. I was like, what did he do to Eleanor Costain? I was like, she's been through enough. She's been through enough. She had her children adopted away from her and her husband murdered. Yeah. yeah. And same with Reyna, right? Like, she, you know, have a little bit of... Um, empathy for the woman she's been mm-hmm. through a lot she is <laughs> traumatized by what she's been through anyone who is married to Megor needs a lot of therapy mm-hmm. um and help and support and reyna doesn't get any of that from her family mm-hmm. so we'll talk more about that later because you know you guys know i can vent about that for ages yes we could vent about it for a long time but the immediate cause of tension yeah what was, was it the- it was the king's sudden secret marriage to his sister without the permission of the hand of the king and his wife. I like it. It says it threw, it threw their plans and schemes into disarray. Like, it basically is like, yeah, they were scheming. And Oh, well, they knew Harris, that. that was, that's yeah. why Alessand did it in the first place is because they were scheming to mm. marry her and they weren't talking to Jaehaerys mm. on purpose about it, right? Mm. And I feel like it throws the previous chapter, because the previous chapter literally just talked about the weddings so you had 
Raina's wedding, it was quiet, it was this, blah, blah, blah. She got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you had Alyssa and Rogar's wedding, and it was big, and it was bawdy, and it was disgusting, and blah, 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 blah. But there it was. Yeah. It was the golden wedding. And then you had Jaharis and Alisan, and they got married, and it was kind of like, oh, why did you do that? But they got married. The end. And now we're like, actually, because it says all the other weddings, it wasn't just that one. They all had left their scars. So it actually wasn't that good. It wasn't yeah. as good as we thought it was going to be. No. And I find yeah. it, it's just a weird like way of writing it, maybe, or just kind of going, look at all the things, all the lovely things. Turns out that actually they were all bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, yeah. But very dramatic. It feels really dramatic. And I feel like it explains it here. So... Essentially, Rogar had never asked Jaharis to... It, it, and it brushes past that in the last chapter. It kind of just says, eh, whatever. He he, he was a bit annoyed about it, but whatever. He never said anything Yeah, about he, t- it. he told Septon Barth or something, or he told his close confidence that he was annoyed by it. But this shows that he was making a point about yeah, being annoyed Yeah, he was actually it, annoyed. Right? He was actually genuinely yeah. annoyed about it. And he took it for a, for a sign of disrespect. And also... He didn't like Rogar, unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. Well, says he didn't like him as a match. But he said that he thinks he's an interesting person. He's a friend and a counsellor, but he did not need a second father. And he thinks that Rogar's judgment, temperament and intelligence are inferior to his own. He's like, he's a dumb jock, brute. essentially. Yeah. He's a brut- brutish, dumb... I think it's funny, though. He didn't need a second father. That's like a very, you're not my daddy. Like, I don't, you're not my dad. Um, But that is like, it's any, so did he never want his mother to remarry? Because any man that she married could have Mm. that vibe. But is it, is it maybe because of Rogar's position of power? He's already in an authority figure to Jaharis without having married his mother. And now having married his mother, it underlines that even more. Possibly. But I guess... I think also Rogar's character is he's very strong and pushy. Mm-hmm. So he was never going to be the kind of person who would just be like, look, you're not my son, so I'm not going to be a father to you. I'm not going to... I'll leave... It, it's a difficult position to be in, to be a step, especially when you're involved in the royals. As we see it later in the dance, in, in the show, Hot House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when Viserys remarries Alysanne. Yeah, Alysanne. Um, oh, Yeah. It's all, they're all fucking the same. I know. Alicent. Alicent yeah. Hightower. And he remarries her. And she's kind of like... It's awkward because she was a contemporary of Rhaenyra. But then kind of becomes her stepmother and can order her around. But yeah. you can see she chooses not to all the time. It, it's it's a difficult place. And, but I think Rogar... Well, it's also difficult because that... Rhaenyra at that point is the crown prince. Princess, right? She's yeah. the crown. Yeah. So next in line but for it's... the throne. I think Rogar is the kind of person who will come in and throw his weight around. Mm-hmm. He's not oh, the yeah. kind of person who'll be like, this is an awkward situation. I should probably like tread carefully and try not to piss people off. Because... I don't think that there are any of those in Westeros. There's either the people <laughs> like Rogar who throw their weight mm-hmm. around or there are the men who tiptoe and don't say anything forthright and aren't forward about anything. And there's one of the there's one extreme or the other. There is no in between. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I think I can think of some in, some in the later series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, later. I can think of one person in particular later who's very like middle ground. But um, whisper it, huh? <laughs> whisper it to me so anyone else hears. I'll sign it. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I don't speak Canadian stuff. I can do British actually sign American language. sign language. <laughs> okay. Do it again. Do it slow. You share your child shares a name with them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was thinking the same person. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, I did. I called my child Littlefinger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that if I had Littlefinger? Okay. Little yeah, finger. But little, yeah. Me, little baby, little finger. <laughs> little baby, little finger. It's the best name ever. <laughs> Goals. Or the spider. <laughs> yes. I've named my child Little Finger. Middle name the spider. Yes. Surname lioness. Um. Yeah. But anyway, Rogar is he's like a just an idiotic kind of ooh, ooh, ooh. and also he's so he loves his own opinion and I th- get the impression that Harris is probably sitting in council meetings, like, rolling his eyes at his dumb stepdad. Just gets more and more animated with each, like, thing coming yeah. out and stuff, too. I think yeah. Rogar is a bro. <laughs> <He's> a bro. <laughs> they kind of underscore that when they talk about, uh, I think it's here even, Rogar, you know, you were just past the, the golden wedding, and mm-hmm. where Rogar, like, hoard his way through the drunk and horde his way through the way not horde yeah. but like you know deflowered maidens and everything like it was base level enjoyment <laughs> yeah well yeah. jaharis had to be the king. responsible and meet the mm-hmm. people in the professional way so of yeah. course you're going to contrast the two and jaharis is going to be like oh this guy right now because he's so he had to do you think westeros has an equivalent of like male strippers like what did Alyssa do on her hen night on her on her bachelorette party. We she know what sewed. Rogar did. <laughs> what did she do? Did she go she out sewed. with a penis? Did she have no, a penis I don't hat think, on? <laughs> no, I don't think she did. I don't no? think she, I have, I have thoughts about why I don't think she did, but but just within Westerosi culture, I don't think that, uh, no. Hmm. Wouldn't it be really I think funny, she sat though? with a group of women and, drink and drank and sewed and laughed at how many times her friend pricked their finger. No, she wouldn't have done. Not Alyssa. No. I reckon they had a little sneaky stripper in there. Someone dressed up as <laughs> sneaky, stripper. sneaky stripper. Maybe they had like a fool entertain them all night while they drank wine or something. Mm, and then in came someone dressed as <laughs> uh, a man of the night's watch, and then he took his clothes off, and they were actually velcroed on, <laughs> nice and he watch. threw them off. Yes, you know those tear the tearaway night's watch trousers. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to gather the realms of men and women. <laughs> and then he threw his clothes off and then grinded his willy in her face. Oh my goodness. Look at my long claw. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> and then the, the women that Rogar hosted would be like, I'll show you dark sister. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Oh, All the dirty we things we can again? say about the swords. Oh my God. Exactly. Okay. Woo! Well, you know, vagina is Latin for sheath, right? Sheath. Yes. Yes, I did know that. Yeah. So, yes, men's yes. swords and sheaths. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, okay. So the other thing. So he's annoyed about his mum's marriage to basically uh, a bro, an idiot bro. But like, also, but is is he mad about the marriage, or is he mad that he didn't get to say no? I think he wasn't asked. Both. I think. Do you both. think he would have I'm said sorry, no but if you were like, if your mum turned around and married like an absolute idiot guy who, like, I think Rogar Baratheon has one of those hats with a beer on each side and a straw in his mouth. <laughs> That's what Rogar Baratheon has, 
and mm-hmm. he hangs out with his bros, his literal bros, his Bar- Baratheon bros. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't really like Rogar Baratheon. <laughs> I could not tell. It was you <laughs> hit it so well. You were so objective talking about him just now that I, I had really no was. idea. I was full of uh, But do you think he would have said no if he was asked? He probably couldn't have. But I think the very fact that they ask him is his, that that is the way you're supposed to do it. He wouldn't have been mm-hmm. able to say no. It's Not hard really. though because like Jaehaerys is in an unprecedented place in my opinion. He is the first king under a regency. Um, mm-hmm. you know, ruling not with his father as the king, right? So it's saying this is the way it was done. Well, it's never been done before. Mm. He's never had, no one else has ever had a regency this way. Mm. So maybe they felt because they were his regents, it wasn't up to him. It was up to them. True, true. But he's still the king. I don't know. Either way, he feels the slight of it. And yeah, of it, does, it goes on to talk about how he also felt it with his sister he didn't feel it as much yeah but i think it was more than what the previous chapter made it out to be yeah yeah because they said in the previous chapter that allison and jahari sent gifts and they were elated Mm. for reyna yeah but and of course Alyssa was upset that she wasn't invited yeah yeah invited Alyssa was hurt by reyna's Mm. so essentially they're all hurt by these marriages because no one talked to anybody about them first oh exactly and then reyna is upset because misogyny happens because (laughs) Yeah, because she didn't like Rogar, obviously. I can you imagine Raina? Raina, I've got like, it's like the queers versus like the bros. Mm-hmm. Like Raina mm-hmm. is like trying to just live her cool queer life. And then yeah. she's got Rogar like, hey, feel my bicep. <laughs> <laughs> I did like 10, 10 like uh, reps in the gym this morning. Oh my God, man. Oh, feel my biceps. For the record, I think that you can go to the gym and like your biceps and also appreciate queer people. <laughs> uh, can I just point out, I go to the gym and I love my little guns. I love my biceps. <laughs> I do lovely weights. Uh, weights are my favorite, but I'm not a bro. So no. I wouldn't be yeah. like, hey man, kiss my amazing biceps. <laughs> I say that to myself all the time. I do weights constantly. I was just talking to someone last night and I was like, yeah, I can do like 20 kilos on this thing. And I love it. I don't know what a kilo is, but well done. Thank you. It's, <laughs> it's some, some. Multiply it by 2.2 and you get pounds. Okay. So 20 multiplied by 2.2 is something. 40, 40 pounds. 40, 2 pounds. Point yeah. 40 something four, pounds. Four, 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 mm-hmm. okay. Something like that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I do weights. I go to the gym. I'm queer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not a bro, so yeah, yeah. And I just I can't imagine Rain. If you ever like had like um, in one corner we have Raina and the super queer, and in the other corner we have Rogo Baratheon. Like I feel like she would just eye roll at him so much he'd faint. Like she'd just she'd just <laughs> yes. be like oh she just wouldn't gosh. like obey him at every turn no. and he and he'd, like, he'd collapse out of like oh my god she's that. just yeah. not obeying me yeah. she's oh I I just feel like Raina must have the most amazing eye roll skills mm-hmm. I just feel like she's got that she's she sits there at family dinners when she's invited over by Alyssa <laughs> like come for dinner and she just sits listening to Rogar going on about some thing he hunted mm-hmm. um, and Raina's just like. 
I just, I can feel them going around the back of her head. <laughs> yeah, I relate so much to that. Yeah. Oh, okay, yes. fine. So yeah, she's a bit, she's annoyed. She doesn't like that. She's upset that she she and her daughter were overseen for the throne too, yes. right? Yes. Um, and for her baby because, brother. Yes, for her baby brother. Exactly. Mm. She was the firstborn. She fought and, you know, lost her husband for the throne and everything else. She was a dragon rider. She was all those things. And mm -hmm. even her mother passed mm -hmm. over her and her yeah. mother should i mean yeah if someone's gonna have your back should it be should be the other person who's fighting misogyny mm -hmm. and has had to deal with it and you know she should have stood behind her daughter instead of yeah. backing her son yeah. found a way to make her welcome as well yeah like i don't think reina has ever felt welcome no no yeah i've actually made a diagram Ooh. because i had to understand who is married to who and who's annoyed at who about what <laughs> i might post it you should uh, post it yes you uh, to our post it for page. patreons that can be patreon content post yeah. the diagram for patreons yeah because i had to break it down because i was like so Alyssa's married to rogar and these are married to them and i've got like little arrows pointing it to who is like they're married they're annoyed at her because of this but she's annoyed at them because of that <laughs> and they're angry she's angry at this person because of the thing they did over here so because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i had to I had to make it make sense in my head <laughs> of yeah. what everyone, what everyone's grievances were. I wrote Jay Salty. He wasn't asked permission for marriages of his mom and elder sis. Alyssa Salty. She wasn't asked permission by her kids. Raina totally reasonably salty for misogyny. That's what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. yeah. What was I going to say? I've got chocolate in my mouth now. So. Mm. What's interesting about the next whip is how we start the, the writer, the maester, wants us to start thinking of mm -hmm. Alyssa and Rogar as villains coming up. As villains, yeah. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah, it is interesting. Mm. But I think it says, like, Alyssa, Alyssa kind of had genuine concern for her children, mm. but she is essentially at the point of being willing to do anything to spare her worst nightmare from happening. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But Rogar's mo motives were less selfless, it says. No, yeah. He yeah. he was... He's a knob. He was annoyed, basically, because he thought that Jaharis wasn't being grateful enough for... Yeah, but this part, this part is interesting to me. He says, he was angered by the ingratitude of the boy king he had regarded as a son. Mm. But did he? I don't think he did. Did he? I don't no. think there's any any point in the book before this where it's established that Rogar felt like Jaharis was was a son to him. He took them mm. in and sheltered them and he mm. backed Jaharis. But it mm. wasn't like he had raised him from no. for very long or anything. No. He just he enjoyed piggybacking on his power. Exactly. So But maybe that's what he said. Ah, he was like a son to me. How could he do this to me? I kinda wonder if that's coming from Rogar's I just think own he's, words. I think that's him. I think that's uh, rebranding. I don't. I, I think that's oh, marketing. Yeah. He did not yeah. think that, and I think that's yeah. why Jaharis says I don't. You know, Jaharis saying back to it as well. Well, I didn't want another father, so yeah. You know, I, I thought of you as a son, but I didn't want a dad. So, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah. and that, my dad. I think I think he's more a prideful person and was mm -hmm. annoyed that he, when they were at Dragonstone that Jaharis essentially not defeated him, what do I mean, but like humiliated him. 
humiliated made him back outsmarted down. him outsmarted yeah. him made him back down they had to leave yeah when when they went to dragonstone to say you know because because rogar just marched in and went have you had sex with her no great right let's let's end this and jairus was like um and no yeah and he and his king's guard like Fuck that nonsense yeah, yeah exactly yeah. So I think, but it was probably the first time Jaharis has actually illustrated his power against Rogar, mm, right? Probably. And so Rogar did not like that that flavor in his mouth at all. <laughs> I love you. I love your phrases. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, he's embarrassed. He's humiliated, and it says here he's a warrior to the bone. And I'm like, <laughs> what is he? He's not fighting anything. What do you mean he's yeah. a warrior to the bone? He says he dreamt of facing Mago the Cruel in single combat. Yeah. But right. at this but point that's in the not story, the same as being he's a warrior. Not a warrior, yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. He had been a hero once by standing behind Jaharis and saying, yeah. This kid's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I dream regularly of removing Henry Carville's clothes in The Witcher. <laughs> that does not mean that I have done this or. Yeah. You know, right? I dream regularly of a great many things. Yeah. Doesn't make it real. <laughs> that I should not discuss on air, but yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean. Yeah. And then yeah. my one of my things that I quote a lot from Friends. I don't love Friends. It's not really stood up to the test of time. But there is one thing that Rachel says about I think her sister comes into town and is like, I decorated Daddy's office, so yeah. I'm now an interior designer. And Rachel says well, yesterday I went to the zoo and now I'm a koala bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I feel about Rogar here. It's like, yeah. I really want to defeat Magor in single combat. I'm a warrior. Like, no, I'm sorry, babe. No. You're not. Yeah. No. 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 He's a knight of summer, as one of the other characters might say. Yes. But basically he was shamed by a 15-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's pissed off about it. And the, the maester has labeled this... We must remember, essentially, he had been a hero once, and we must remember no. that even as when? we look into when the darkest hero? hero of his life. Yeah. When? I agree. That's what I was saying. Like, when? When he stand behind, stood behind Jaharis and said, this kid, he can be king now. Like, <laughs> I took care of him, and now he's king, so I was a yeah. hero. But we must remember that even as we look at the darkest year of his life. So this, apparently, is going to be Rogar's shittiest stuff. So let's use this yeah. as our baseline for future yeah. episodes. Is this, is this shittier than what he did here. Yeah, this is yeah. the baseline of lowest of robot. Remembering this is a person who uh, deflowered uh, That's was that, Oh yeah, that wasn't virgins. even this year. Exactly. No. Yeah, exactly. So but is, this, is, this is the worst he ever did. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Uh, hold mm-hmm. on. Uh, he's yeah. tried to marry people off to his brothers desperately. Mm-hmm. Like Literally, he's like, Raina can have one of my brothers. Raina's like, mm, I don't want that. Fuck that noise. And then it's like, Alistair can have one of my brothers. And Alistair's like, mm, I don't want that. Fuck that noise. He's like, oh, fucking hell. Yes. No one will take my brothers. Come on. <laughs> no one will take my will brothers. Will no one listen to my plans? <laughs> no one wants to marry a bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but he's so good at hunting. Did you see the boar he just stabbed? Look at his pecs. I want to marry him. It's probably what Rogar's thinking. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they probably drink. Yeah. He pre- do you think he drinks a lot of protein powder? <laughs> I drink a lot of protein powder. I drink a lot of protein powder as well. So I'm a complete and utter fucking hypocrite. I'm like, protein shakes. He's like, he doesn't do protein powder. He does protein powder, but I think he does a lot of steroids. Oh, yeah. He does steroids. That's the better equivalent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's on steroids. He's got a shriveled 
because it, it calls a shriveled testicles, doesn't it? So Rogar has shriveled yeah. testicles. And higher, um, like, rage and testosterone. Yeah, yeah. that's what he has. Which but is yeah. what he does, because essentially right now, that's all he's doing is pacing back and forth, complaining about Jahari's... How dare they? Yeah. Yeah. Let him. I, I can that. take this, that castle by storm if need be. And Alyssa's like, bro, honey, darling, they have dragons and we do not. I love that. She's she's obviously gone, listen, sweetie. Yeah. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> do you know how I'm many, down. she probably listened to him rant for like an hour just sitting there. <laughs> and finally she was just like, for fuck's sake, they have dragons. What the fuck yeah. are you going to do about that? I can, I can just picture her doing that like... Do you think you should have to pat him on the head? Like, yeah. okay, dear. Okay. okay dear. Eat your yeah. dinner. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Snatch your pills, but you to sleep. <laughs> yeah. eat, eat your soup. Just have your soup, sweetie. Okay? And mm-hmm. um, we'll discuss it in the morning. But yeah, like, dear, dear. I've written in yeah. your face, you knob, in that part of my yep. book. <laughs> yeah. They have dragons. My love. We do not. My children ride dragons. And, and we, we do not. not. That's so, I love that. It's kind of... I'd love to see that dramatised. I'd love to see mm-hmm. someone. Who would play Queen Eliza? Who would that be? Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know why she came to my mind. Oh, no, I don't like that at all. No. <laughs> but she seems that way. I kind of think of Alyssa as a bit two-faced. <laughs> so, I it's true. She, is, she has that sort of pepper pot sort of like ability yeah. to roll your eyes. You know, because yeah. Tony Stark is a little like a Baratheon, right? Like, he is actually. Yes. Showy and yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Alyssa also wants this undone and Mateus is there fanning mm-hmm. the flames of her fears, fannying the flames. Fannying the flames, I got that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because he's away from Jaehaerys who'd threatened to sew his mouth shut. <laughs> yes. like, yeah, so now he's bold all of a sudden because like, Jaehaerys oh, isn't there to be look like... Look at me, I'm bold yeah. again. It's amazing how bold people can be when they're backed by people who agree with them though. I know, I know. I feel like that's quite on point right now. I know. I was like, this, yeah. <laughs> that can be depressing, really. Uh, he's, he's saying that basically, no, like, the decent folk will never accept the incestuous marriage of Jaehaerys and Alazan. Yeah. Alazan? Yeah. Who the hell is Alazan? Not that I super duper disagree with him, to to be fair. Like, I think it, what they've done is yucky, but oh, they have their own precedent. Mm. But, but they have yucky. their own culture, you know? Yeah. Some cultures practice cannibalism. I think that's yucky too, but it's not my culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Canadians do things that I'm sure other people think is gross as well. <laughs> I'm literally like... Like what, stuff? <laughs> oh, I know, uh, we put pineapple on pizza. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that Canadian, that's just you. <laughs> no, that's Canadian. That's, that's Hawaiian pizza. Although it's not it's Hawaiian, called Hawaiian so. pizza, but it was created in Canada. It was, yeah, the Hawaiian, the origin of Hawaiian pizza is Canadian. Yeah. But do you know what's on a Hawaiian pizza? Pineapple and ham. Right? Pineapple and ham. And sometimes sometimes it's bacon and ham. And pineapple. Always the pineapple, and pineapple. Though, right? Always the pineapple. Ugh. Like that. Some people have problems with poutine as well. I know. I don't. But they're wrong. They're wrong. But that's what I mean. That's your culture. Some people, some some Canadians use evaporated milk in tea. Oh! <laughs> I saw that. That is so rank. And I think, what was it? Someone said something about having it in their coffee, and I was like, no. Yeah, Jeannie said, I think that's how she started drinking coffee. Yeah, and my partner is a massive coffee snob. I I don't drink coffee, (laughs) and I'm just like, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. And he is, he, I showed him it, and he was just like, what? Why don't you just post shit through my letterbox? (laughs) (laughs) 
But basically, Jaharis and Alizana are in their love nest, aren't they? They're over on Dragonstone, kissing and being naked together or whatever. Yeah. They they didn't come back for the New Year celebrations. They didn't come back. They did not. And people were starting to notice. I know. That, they're that like, they what are they missing. doing there? They're missing. The king was missing more. They don't really mention people noticing no, that no Alisanne was married. But Jaharis missing was a big deal. And out of character for him. Mm. When he had just been so present during the golden wedding. Right? He had. Uh, Alyssa yeah. wanted to go there. And Lord Rogar forbid her to go to Dragonstone to talk to her children. How Ooh. dare he? Like, excuse me? Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. He just said, oh, no, you can't do that. It'll make him seem weak if you have to do this. It says that she wanted to do the right thing. This is what Septon Barth wrote. <clears throat> Sad to say, however, she often seemed at a loss as to what that thing might be. She desired above all to be loved, admired and praised, a yearning she shared with King Aenys, her first husband. A ruler must sometimes do things that are necessary but unpopular, however... For he knows that opprobrium and censure must surely follow. These things Queen Alyssa could seldom bring herself to do. So I think she's thinking too much about her own reputation and her own, how she seems to the outside world, really. Yeah, I guess so. Like, this is tricky because, again, like with the lack of a narrator, this is like mm. the epitome of an unreliable narrator, all of this. And, and we really underline that soon with uh, another big mm. point that comes up. But... But she, Alyssa doesn't have a voice in this at all. We don't, we never really know what her intentions are, what her part is, because she's so intertwined with Rogar. Mm. You know? Because there's a big oh. scheme about to drop. There is a scheme. Mm-hmm. But it, it does separate her out and say hers, her intentions were a lot more innocent than his. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said that earlier. Yeah, like she genuinely just cares for her children's safety. She watched Aegon but I feel and like Reyna that- be torn apart. I feel like that last paragraph that I just read about what Septon Bath said, it, it isn't simply just caring for her children. I think she cares deeply about her reputation. She wants yeah, to be liked by people. So I yeah. think that tells us what her motivations are. She's like, I don't want my children to be... To be viewed as abominations to, and... Rep- and viewed this as abominations. I don't reflects want, on me as well. This reflects on me. Also, I want them to be happy and healthy and not... Mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. it's going to make me look bad. That I've yeah. that this has happened, and a long time passed. Weeks and weeks went past, and um, I I don't understand how Le- Lord Rogar commanded all the men who had been with them to Dragonstone to speak no word of what happened. But I feel like that is completely futile because there were witnesses to the bloody wedding. There were people on Dragonstone, the garrison, the king's guard. I think that they he didn't even want had them to, people... to speak of his embarrassment, though, of the king defying him. I think but that's what he didn't want to share. There, there were people yeah. who witnessed yeah. the wedding, so they can't. Yeah. I don't know how he thinks he can keep it a secret, because yeah, there were many, many people who watched Jaehaerys and Alysanne get married, and it even yeah. mentions in the last chapter that people visited Jaehaerys on Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. So and Alisan was present at those visits, and he would talk about how Egon had his sisters by his side when he ruled. Mm-hmm. I suppose it could have just been sisterly, but still, I just I don't see how. I think Rogar is just panicking because he's like, people are going to think I'm weak, so no one is allowed to talk about it, and he's basically shut down the part of his sensible part of his brain. Uh, yeah, he's going la 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 la. Yeah, I don't know um, that Rogar has a sensible part of his brain. <laughs> So there's nothing really to shut down about it. 
No, but he's just it's in just denial. Not there. He's massively in denial yeah. about it. And they're yeah. hoping that if they didn't consummate the marriage, then they can find a way to split these two up. Yeah, to annul it and split them up. Yeah, exactly. Until they have sex, this marriage doesn't exist. That is yeah. what Alyssa and Rogar believe at this point. Yeah, I've written, he's dumb. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. To Rogar Baratheon, it seemed possible. He's dumb. Uh, and he was sort of thinking that Jaehaerys is has been very quiet. Jaehaerys himself and Alison have yeah, mentioned somehow their he wedding. tricked himself into thinking that maybe Jaehaerys had regrets or something. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, why do you think? Because because uh, Jaehaerys doesn't say anything. Why do you think Jaehaerys and Alison haven't said like sent out ravens? Because they could have sent out ravens. Yeah, I think it was. I think they wanted to be placed in. I think they wanted their power to be very strategically placed before the realm knew, so mm. that the faith didn't rise up again like they did with Aegon and Reyna. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they'd seen it all before. They knew exactly what would happen, mm. and there's there would be nothing at all to stop the faith from from building up again and the same thing happening. So mm. because they had they had you know done the same thing that Aegon and Reyna did, they knew that 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 nobody would approve of it. They had to use the information as powerfully as they could and hold on to it until they felt ready to mm-hmm. share. The, I mean, uh, I mean, authority wise ready to share with the realm. Mm. I, I, they were. I agree. And I think, I think they want it. Uh, well, what they, it's pretty, it's said pretty well in here. I mean, cause they, they apparently there were loads of, debates i mean the stupid things like that alessand had somehow offended jaharis although he suddenly realized oh my god it's so stupid yeah suddenly i this person i thought i was going to marry my whole life and i've loved my whole life just offended me (laughs) enough in these five minutes for me to not marry them anymore no i don't think so she she did a fart and i suddenly realized that women have buttholes too and i'm not into it i mean that's possible it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. But basically, he <laughs> points out, it says, young or old, this was a king who never acted without thinking. To this writer, and that's the thing I'm thinking, I genuinely believe that this book was written by more than one maester or acolyte yeah. at the Citadel yeah. based on how that's it's fair. written. But to this particular writer, whoever it is, seems mm-hmm. plain that Jaehaerys was not repenting his marriage and had no intention of undoing it. He had chosen the queen he wanted and would make the realm aware of that in due course, but at a time of his choosing, in a manner best calculated to lead acceptance, when he was a man grown, and a king ruling in his own right, not a boy who would wed in defiance of his regent's wishes. And I kind of, I think he realises the optics of something, that this has to look right, I have to be able to announce this in my own time, when I come across the strongest, the best, I, yeah, I can deal exactly. with the shitstorm that follows, as mm-hmm. king and also i think it, his time on dragonstone is interesting because i think of him i when reading on i think of jaharis as kind of like he's like a caterpillar and he's yes. going to dragonstone and this is his pupa because yeah. people were like where is the king is he ill is he unwell and Alyssa's like oh no he's just resting <laughs> he's mm-hmm. resting yeah. he's, he's just, just sleeping you know, I was just thinking it's really, really, really beneficial for Jaharis that Rogar and Alyssa's power were were as connected to him as his own power and that he didn't have a little brother or something. Because otherwise, they could have just essentially told the masses what they had done and left their fates up to the realm again like Aegon and Reyna. Yeah. yeah. And then just seated someone else in his place. Yeah. Well, they couldn't do that. Because there was no one else to seat. There was no one else to seat. Because they weren't seating Reyna and they weren't seating 
And I think, so what they, people are wondering where he is, but like I said, I think he's there. It says that Alessandra didn't want to go back to King's Landing because she's just like, I have you to myself all day and all night Mm. and I just want to kiss and cuddle you and boo, boo, boo. I I just don't believe that for a second. Um, (laughs) So simpering, like really. She's like, when you go back, when you're king, everyone will want a piece of you and now I've got you to myself and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Do you think that that sounds like her? (laughs) I do a little bit. I do. I think that I think Alessandra just recognizes that this is sort of their moment to build their relationship. It's the probably one of the only times they're going to get alone together for quite mm. some time where they can just focus on their relationship and each other and planning and what they're going to do. And he probably is being very open with how he speaks to her about planning for the realm. Mm. And he and she knows that once yeah. he goes back, that's going to change. So I do mm-hmm. kind of think it sounds like that. Okay. All right, then. I just yeah. think it sounds really Sorry. simpering. And I don't like yeah. it. Oh, no. I think she's I think she's so aware. I think, mm. you know, yeah. I yeah, think she's probably. just aware of where, she, where the position and women's position is. I And I uh, it says that Jaehaerys obviously probably shared those feelings. But also, mm-hmm. he was basically really pissed off with Rogar and probably his mum a bit because they left him out of... <laughs> the discussions about his and Alessandra's marriages. Like, he's like, yeah. fuck you. Oh, yeah, you didn't pissed. talk to me about he's it pissed. at all. Yeah. And it says yeah. again, I have no need for another father. Mm-hmm. It says that again, I think, in this section. I had one father. I do not require a second. Yeah. Well, and, and they broke his trust, right? Yeah. And that's, that is big for Jahari's. Just not including him in the play. Like, he's always, I think, been... That's my chair being very squeaky, sorry. Sure. Um, sure Jahari's has always been really... I think open and forthcoming with his with Rogar and Alyssa with his mm-hmm. own planning. And mm-hmm. so to not have the same respect shown to him mm-hmm. was a big lesson for Jaharis. Yeah. And so he took that and was like, Okay, I'm not yeah. gonna return that anymore. You know? Also it pointed out very early on when I think it was when we were reading The Prince into King or Boy into Prince or whatever it was, that chapter mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he likes to be on the councils. Although he was a not a king proper Mm-hmm. He liked to be part of the councils. He liked to listen in. He liked to be part of things. They didn't yes. have to necessarily listen to him because he was he wasn't of age yet. But he liked to be part of how the realm was going to be ruled and to essentially, I get the impression, have secret meetings where he's not invited, he Alessandra's not invited, and we're going to match them up and they're going to have zero say in it whatsoever. That was they're, never not, they're not even going to be allowed yeah. into the meetings. Like he was just yeah. like, "Excuse me, like what?" <laughs> no, yeah, uh, he would have known that 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 they would be thinking about it if they if he didn't realize that they would be thinking about his marriage. Then he's dumb. Yeah, but he must have realized. Yeah. But to be completely excluded, probably that's clearly something he felt strongly about. Was that I want to be in on the councils. I want mm-hmm. to. I don't want to just be a boy king who doesn't partake. I want to learn about the realm. I want to be part of this. Yeah, yeah. He's not a puppet here. He's he's no. yeah. He's definitely not. He's no. and and he he's assertive, more assertive than Aenys, mm-hmm. but sure. not as controlling as Magor, right? Yeah. And I get the impression he also really doesn't respect Lord Rogar. It says very specifically that he saw saw the flaws in the hand in in Rogar. Flaws mm-hmm. that became very apparent in the days leading up to yeah. the golden wedding, 
when Jaehaerys himself had sat in audience with the lords of the realm while Lord Rogar was hunting, drinking and deflowering maidens. So he's like, yeah. I was doing the kinging and he was off hunting and fucking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why should I respect oh. this person? What? I just thought, spoiler section. Okay. <laughs> I love it when we get ideals like this. But, and also I kind of feel vindicated because I was, a, I, I remember when we were talking about that marriage and that night where... And, and Rogar's behaviour with the deflowering maidens and going off drinking and hunting. And he, he drank the uh, uh, the vaults, the wine vaults dry off, yes. off um, the Red Keep. And I remember when we talked about it, there was some discussion about whether, well, that's kind of, you know, what people do in Westeros. It's like, no, I feel like this is too far. This is an extreme. Ooh, he used it like it was his own. Right, he's but the whole, all of the behavior is too far. Like it's yes. it was too much with the seven virgins. I like I said, I feel like the Baratheon brothers is everything in excess. It is. It is very excess. It's 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 just too much. And I feel like Westerosi sensibilities would be going. Uh, okay, we we see that men have desires, and they're they're kind of accepting that men will sleep around a bit and maybe have the odd bastard. But this is just too far. Especially, yeah. it's, it's a pious country as well. It's it's, it's a religious mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. Especially the Andals. They're, they're kind of the most judgmental, you know, of yeah. of the religions that, that exist. Well, and religious Westeros. extremism is really, really prominent right yeah. now. Yes. Because of the Targaryen incest mm-hmm. um, tradition, right? So yeah. it's, it's even more prominent and brought yes. up regularly. So yeah. But, but it's funny that... All of it always comes back to, well, the incest is bad. And it is bad. I agree it's bad. It's yucky. But no one's ever, no one is bringing up the fact that Robar, 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 Robert and Rogar combined. Anyway, (laughs) Rogar is here deflowering maidens and and Mm. all this stuff. But that's just totally fine. That's just what boys do. It's fine. But it's not. If you're, if you are pious, that's not what you're doing. But of course, but no one cared if they did. No, but also it may because it's even in the previous chapter, the year of the three brides. It was like everybody left and had talked about what everyone had the most wonderful time, and no one had, you know, no one had a mm-hmm. bad thing to say about the wedding. And it's like no, yeah. they really will have done. Even Jaehaerys himself is yeah. sitting there thinking, yeah. this guy, like I sat and spoke to every lord who came to visit. This is the hand of the king. He should have been doing that as well. He shouldn't have just been thinking with his penis. And yeah. his whatever it is, bro brain, his, yeah. yeah, his bro brain to be like, I'm gonna hunt, man, and I'm gonna just go hunting and whoring and drinking, and I realise that there's there is use to that sometimes with other lords to get to know them, but I feel like I get the impression that Rogar takes it too far. He's not using the, you know, like it's not like kind of guys on the golf course who use it for business meetings when they're negotiating yeah. stuff. Yeah, he's getting drunk and he's pissing around and. But so this is this is an example of that. So again, in the previous chapter, they did in the golden wedding when they talked about it, they talked about how Jaehaerys would meet people on council in the proper way 
And we discussed how Rogar would do it hunting and hawking and sort of seeing them lower, but maybe he was still working. It was never really implied that he was just fucking around the whole time. But I think so he this was. again <laughs> but but it, I don't know that he was. Like this again is is flipping, is is evolving the narrative mm. to suit now probably more of how Jaharis was feeling and maybe not what actually happened. So mm. just for the just for the sake of objectivity maybe he was still because when we read that initially we believed that he was still doing that and now we believe that he's not i don't know i never believed that it was evolution of history again (laughs) i never believed it i never believed it fuck them all (laughs) i've never bought into in my life no but i didn't i just never thought i i was willing to maybe give him the benefit of the doubt a bit but i just don't see it in his character to be the kind of person who would have enough self-control. He's too frivolous. He's too... He, he would be too drunk. Like, he's not the kind of person who will drink enough with somebody to get them to broker the deal with them. But it's not... He goes too far. He he literally drank the cellars dry. He, he, he would be too busy on the hunt to to do the thing where you get to know the other lord. He'd be too busy thinking about how do I get that deer or that boar or whatever. He's yeah. His mind is on that. He's not... I don't think of him as clever enough to be able to do that double thing where you're like, I'm inviting you, we're going to get to know each other, I'm going to hunt, I'm going to drink a bit, and I'm going to help you relax and we'll do the deals or we'll sort, I'm going to work out who you are. That takes a subtle kind of person. I think it's so interesting that you'll be like a Magor apologizer. <laughs> sympathetic. I'm not an apologist for Magor at all. I just don't but, see it in Rogar. But you're character. like ripping Rogar apart like like this is like fat. No, I just don't see it in Rogar. I, I with Magor, I'm not an apologist for Magor because he did some awful fucking things. But I, I just... I feel like there's so much that we don't know about Magor, whereas I feel like we've got a lot more of an impression of who Rogar was, you know? I And, and also I believe that Magor was made with dark sorcery, and so he mm-hmm. was... Mm-hmm. So he gets a few more passes because he's... Yeah. He, was, he, he was doomed to have a terrible <laughs> life and a terrible end, whereas Rogar is just an asshole who... Yeah. who yes. Is who is the embodiment of toxic masculinity of bro culture? Come feel my boobs. Jeez, Steph. Sorry, I'm on one now. I haven't even got PMT. I'm just really fucking like I fucking hate these kinds of people. I just really, I I don't think it's a good way of being. And I I I would sit there rolling my eyes at these people who are oh yeah, and I don't think he has the subtlety. And I think I get the impression Jaharis feels let down. I think one. I wonder if they planned it that way, and they were like, "Okay, well, you're going to meet with the lords properly, and they're going to have a bit of time with the king, and I'll take them out hunting, and I'll let them relax, and we'll I'll get to know who they really truly are." Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and I think um, it was meant to be a partnership. I think it was meant to be a partnership, but I get the impression that Jairus was like that fucking guy. Instead of doing anything useful, he just drank every ounce of wine in the whole bloody place, and then yeah. Barely remembers. He barely remembers it. He probably got his bum out. You know what I mean? He probably mooned all of his friends, made a complete tit of himself in front of everybody. And Jaharis is like, I can't believe it. I just, like, I can't trust that guy ever again. I'm not doing a business deal with him whatsoever. He's not my partner. And we've all had to work with people like that. Yeah. (laughs) From time to time. 
You have people. So in like case that. you couldn't tell, listeners, Steph loves Rogar. <laughs> he reminds me of people I've worked at when I worked in sales and like all the guys. I remember working. So I worked in a, a publishing company. It was the most one of the most dull jobs I've ever done. It was a company that did events for events companies, like literally Event Squared. It's not fun events. It was like conferences for conference people, and. Okay. Uh, where you could go to a conference and talk about tables and conference chairs. Ooh, <laughs> I know. how titillating. I know. <laughs> Event spaces where you can uh, look at strip lighting. It was dull uh, as ditch water, but I got to write copy and it, so it was fine. So I used to sit in my little marketing space and the sales area where they'd sell all these magazines and try to get people to sign up for it, they had this stupid fucking bell that they'd ring every time they made a sale, like, ding, ding, ding. And all the guys in sales were like, oh, yeah, man. And they'd high-five each other, be like, yeah, oh, my God, I mean, I made another sale. Boo, boo, boo. And I was just like, oh, God, you look like tits. You just look like knobheads. You don't look. You just get me away from here, please. And it was like that when I worked in recruitment for a while and it was just full of people like, yeah, no, I just made like an amazing, yeah, no. but at least those people seem to be like intelligent enough to make deals. Whereas I get the impression Rogar was like, oh yeah, I'm really good at this guys. If I <laughs> then, have to. If, yeah. <laughs> That's He's like, I'm so good. I'll sort this out. And then he got drunk and fell over and his penis fell out and his, and his breeches fell off. <laughs> And I just get the impression that Jaharis was like, he did what now? Like the next day, Jaharis was like, what? You were supposed to find out like what the Lannisters were thinking and what's going on over here and what Lord Stark is doing over about this and blah, blah, blah. You were supposed to do that. And and I found you in your own sick uh, with your butt hanging in the air. And like, do you know what I mean? I get the impression that Jaharis is just like, fuck this guy. I can't but believe it. But also he was probably really good at pounding Alyssa. <laughs> I hope so. After all, I think he so. did manage For her to. Sake. Seriously, though, he did manage to deflower four women on the same night while pissed. Yeah. So, yeah. I imagine he has quite the stamina. Yeah. So at least he's got that going. So for credit him. where that's due. Although if he's um, on steroids, he his balls will be shriveling up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So maybe he's not banging her anymore. No. Anyway, um, anyway Jaharis, sorry. Though. <laughs> that was a ten-minute rant. <laughs> Back to the story. It's <laughs> <laughs> very okay, animated there about Bro- about Brogar Baratheon. I, I just find him very annoying. You might have noticed. <laughs> I didn't notice that at all. You no. you uh, were so hey that eye roll that. tells me you're lying. <laughs> I don't think I eye rolled. Maybe you didn't see me very. The light's funny in here because I don't. No, think I you went. Rolled. You went. Yeah, sure. Oh, you're <laughs> I'm gonna slow down the video and be like, oh, there you I think I'm just at a point way. with my eye rolls that I just do it and I don't even notice yeah. it anymore. I don't even Sometimes feel it anymore. Sometimes I have to slap the back of my head to get them to come right back down again because they just stay yeah. up there. They just stay up there. So yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna take a break it very soon. So let's. Okay. Should we finish this little bit? So meanwhile. While Rogar, while Jaehaerys is rolling his eyes at Rogar, basically, I mean, they talked about in the last chapter what uh, Jaehaerys and Alyssa are getting up to there, reading and doing stuff and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jaehaerys says he's aware of his own shortcomings. People thought that his father, Aenys, was weak uh, because he wasn't a warrior like Maegor. So he was like, nobody's ever 
going to question that I am not able to waggle my sword around in an excellent way. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. So he had Meryl Bullock. The Bullocks will come up later. So remember the Bullocks. I don't remember, remember them right the now. Bullocks. They, come, they do come up later. I looked them up, obviously. I like to go down a mm -hmm. small houses, small characters. So the Bullocks will come up. So he was the commander of the castle garrison. And he had Sir Alan and Sir Howard. That was Meryl's sons. And Sir Elias Scales. The Scales are interesting as well. They come up later on in mm -hmm. the book series, the Song of Ice and book series. Do they? Yeah, they do. They do. So they actually have an important role to play in later parts of the story. Believe mm -hmm. it or not. They're a minor, mm -hmm. minor house from the Crownlands, but... Um, all the Stormlands, sort of, it's not really sure where they're from, but they are, uh, they do come Well, up. if he's the master at arms on Dragonstone, then he probably are probably in the Crownlands. Mm, probably. Um, and then, of course, it has the, his own Kingsguard. Mm -hmm. And so every morning, Jaehaerys trained with them in the castle yard, shouting at them, come at me harder. <laughs> so, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> We're so mature. <laughs> It's very homoerotic, like all this waggling their swords around and mm -hmm. sheathing mm -hmm. their swords. Come at me harder. I love this part, though, because it really actually sort of shows Jaehaerys' humor. Mm. Yeah. Because even though he's getting the shit kicked out of him mm -hmm. willingly yeah. every day, each one of them gets to their, the um, white cloaks take a, take a tally of who, who kills the king the most, like and who it, knocks him down on his final each time, yeah. which other kings, Magor, yeah. for example, would have called that treason. Yeah, yeah. And a threat to his life. But mm -hmm. Jaehaerys is just like, yeah, it's funny, like, and I'm a, learning. A later boy king, later on in the mm -hmm. series, would never have been able to take that. In fact, it's, no. noted, it's noted by other characters that a later boy king would never allow people to come at him and hurt him. So yeah. I love this. I feel like he doesn't take himself very seriously. He's not like, he's yeah. just like, I'm training. You're the masters. You teach me what to do. And do what you need to do. Don't be like, don't hurt me because I'm the king. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. just do what you have to do. Yeah, and I'm they... not going to learn. You have to you have to hurt me. Yeah. Yeah, I have to learn. You kind of see that a little bit in um, in House of the Dragon with um, Kristen Cole and fighting with the the boys in yeah, the yard. Yeah, And Harwin True. Strong too, right? Mm -hmm. the, with sort of the trainers, with the young boys. They Even though they're like crown you know, royal blood and stuff. They're still mm -hmm. hands on. Not they're not the king at the time. No, but they're getting hands on and they're teaching them properly. Mm -hmm. And uh, but Jaehaerys is taking this and he's doing it on his own, mm -hmm. and he really wants to learn. So I like it. Yeah, I like it. Each bout only ended when the king himself or his opponent declared him dead. <laughs> Jaehaerys died so often that the men of the garrison made a game of it, shouting, "The king is dead!" every time he fell, and "Long live the king!" when he struggled to his feet. That's funny. <laughs> that funny. Yeah. His foes began a contest wagering which one wagering with one another to see which of them could kill him the most. <laughs> mm. And it was Serpate the Woodcock. Um mm -hmm. his darting spear. I mean that I'm sorry, but all oh, this is so homoerotic. <laughs> like he's got a darting spear that purportedly gave his grace fits. And Alisan was upset because he was always covered in bruises and bleeding. Yeah, like him being so hurt. But yeah, and even Sir Elias Scales himself said, "Your Grace, you will never be a king's guard." 
But if by some sorcery your uncle Mago himself were to rise from the grave, my coin would be on you. So he's obviously improving. This is what I mean by he's a caterpillar. This is his pupa. He's gone to Dragonstone. He's getting stronger. So yeah, so he's doing really well. So Maester Culliper did ask him, he's like, why are you doing this? The realm is at peace. And of course, Jahara said, the realm is at peace when my grandsire died. But scarcely had my father climbed onto the throne and foes rose up on every side. They were testing him to learn if he was strong or weak. They will test me as well. Yeah. Yeah. So this continues to show Jaharis is like trying to be well-rounded and thoughtful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and able to take on a challenge before it becomes, a, you know, a bigger one. Right? Yeah. He's, he's preemptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certainly. It's interesting to me that it's like important for for kings and princes to train in the ways of war. Like, they have to learn to fight. Like, I feel like if you like if you look at things like Machiavelli, these people fought but without fighting, if you see what I mean. They didn't have to learn how to be a brutish brute to prove that they were strong and able and able to defeat their enemies. But for some reason, it's really important that you could be really good at assault with a sword, but utterly stupid about warfare. What's the mm-hmm. what's the point? Why does this person have to learn? Like he's not actually technically ever going to go into war, is he? What does it? What apart from at a tourney where he is able to beat someone? What what is he showing the world genuinely by being able to? I think it's. I think in this culture, the more apt you are with a sword, the mm. more ma- manly you are, the more mm. capable you are, and so we've had a lot of of um, back and forth about whether Rogar, as much as it's said, is he actually capable of fighting mm. at war? We see Jaharis training to mm. be ready to to be capable to fight, right? Mm. So, mm. yeah, that's yeah. my thought. And apparently he wasn't wrong. It says, though his first trial when it came was to be of a very different nature. One that mm-hmm. no amount of training in the yards of Dragonstone could possibly have prepared him for. For it was his worth as a man and his love for his little queen that were to be put to the test. Yeah. And even that's what I mean, though, right? Like his worth as a man is valued mm. in in his training. But I also think that and then his little queen to me comes across his, as derogatory. His little queen. His little queen. <sighs> but this is where we might want to stop for a moment and thank okay some of our patrons i think we should thank our ice spiders they are mr j the red shirt and black thank you very much and emily of the eerie thank you too and scad and julie beth of tar thank you both and the king beyond the wall thank you all for your love and support we could not keep making the show without you Mm-hmm. we could not thank you guys so much and don't forget we have uh several tiers if you and we want to thank all of our patreons on all of our tiers and also remind you that we do have the vacant tier the direwolf tier uh if you want to join that level you get to name your own direwolf and start a pack so that, that could be fun, fun. yeah um, and get, get a shout out for you and your wolfie on mm-hmm. the on the podcast mm-hmm. so it moves on after that point. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Jaharis and what he's doing, what he's getting up to, and the annoyance that uh, everyone's feeling. It's kind of like it's a tense time. 
uh, yes. in the Crown Lens and the West. And we move very slightly over to what this test. So Jaehaerys is about to be tested in some way or another. I think in several. Well, so. we, we had it set up essentially. We've heard, we've heard that Rogar and Alyssa are somehow going to be villains. We've heard that mm-hmm. something's coming up that they've been scheming and planning. And now yes. Jaehaerys is going to be put to the test. And it moves us. This this chapter kind of jumps around. It moves us to thinking about Alyssa and Targaryen, which is a bit weird. It's kind of like, he's going to be put to the test. And now we need to think about Alyssa and Targaryen and how we don't know much about her. I feel like this is quite a lot of guff here. I don't really care about okay. it. It's yeah. like, we don't know much about her interests. I've, what I find really weird... Now, this is, again, another reason why I think this book has clearly been written by more than one maester. Because mm-hmm. it has said... From what little has come down to us, Alison was a bright but unremarkable girl. Which is the opposite of what it said a few chapters ago when it tells us that she was basically reading at the teats of her wet nurse. Yeah. And wildly clever. Wildly yeah. bright and clever. And different. She stood out from other Targaryens. She didn't yeah. look exactly the same. Yeah. I wrote, I, my note says it's dismissive. Yeah. Of her. Yeah. Yeah. It, I yeah. don't, I, and I'm like, did they write this on purpose? Like, have they just retconned her character or is it simply George showing us that this book may have had more than one writer or has been copied out and it's not the same each time? Or is is there a yeah. maester with an acolyte saying, copy my notes and the acolyte's kind of doing it half or is it different Wishy person? Wishy-washy. Yeah. I, I don't know because it's really, I, I, that really stood out and I was like, what you just said that she's really bright and really clever and reads yeah. all the time. And even in the previous chapter, she says that they've got to read books and because there's so much we've got to learn, Jaharis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I think that this is set up this way to specifically point her out as different than Reina. Okay. So it's like, oh, well, well Reina was beautiful and willful and and liked her companions this way mm-hmm. and that way and and she was mm-hmm. attached to everybody Alyssa was never that she was never any of those things she was totally different than her sister blah 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah that's how I felt with this yeah um, well it says that she displayed none of the timidity of Raina mm-hmm. and none of the willful stubborn temperament of Iraya yes it also talks about how um, she wasn't. She never chose companions for herself. They were selected from by her mother. Well, that's um, the, and switched that's the big out. Part of this, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, just and that's specifically to be different mm. than Reina. But to me, it makes uh, Allison come across as distant and cold and not welcoming and kind and warm, which we know her to be. Mm. Right? She's not. They, she was never given the chance to warm up or get cozy with any of her companions. I think that's very and very so, purposeful on the part of Alyssa. Because Alyssa yeah, because is she terrified. She, yeah, well, she didn't yeah. want Alyssan to catch being gay. Like, yes. it, it says the wording is, they were selected for her by her mother, all the companions. They came and went with some frequency to ascertain that the princess did not grow too fond of any of them. Her sister Raina's penchant for showering them unseemly amount of affection and attention on a succession of favourites, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Alison didn't want her to. Uh, Alyssa didn't want Alison to be the subject of similar rumors. Similar rumors, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's clear to me that Alyssa's like, if I let her hang out with too many companions, she'll become gay like Raina, and um, 
and and so I better make sure that she's not around women in case she suddenly falls into one of their vaginas. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, yep. And I just trips think- on a crack and falls into it. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that, but I also think that it's important uh, groundwork for what is about to happen. Because mm. Alyssa is about to do exactly the same thing. She is about to choose a bunch of companions to mm-hmm. send yep. to Alisan's side. And Alisan is happy about it. We'll mm-hmm. talk more about it in depth. I'm just sort of skimming through. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Alisan greets them with a smile. Yes, she does. And is pleased to see them because she's she's sort of conditioned to this being mm-hmm. her normal. Well, exactly. It's a normal I thing. Think. And yeah. so um, I can hear my child screaming in the background probably about lego let's be honest no no it'll be lego related or mm-hmm. maybe chocolate could be chocolate or lego i mean that's what i usually cry about <laughs> <laughs> stepping on the lego having to clean up the lego you want to eat the chocolate <laughs> and the chocolate and there's no chocolate left so where did i i was just looking at something so yeah essentially so Alyssa. so yeah you were saying sorry i've lost my train of thought Alyssa sent about to send a bunch more companions for Alisan because that's what ladies were supposed to do she didn't mm-hmm. have enough of a court with her she had she had no women with her apart from small folks she had no yeah. women of nobility no no with birth. her yeah. which so that's what she should ladies in she waiting should with her station have yes yeah yeah she only had like the king's guard and cooks and things like that and stable hands and that's that wasn't enough so Alyssa was right. like I'm going to send you some people but it wasn't a simple this is where we get into like the dark bum 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 this is where the scheming might come in yes the beginning of scheming that it's not just i'll send my daughter some companions and ladies in waiting as is right and proper but it might be in quotes an opportunity to undermine and mayhaps undo the marriage bum 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 and how is she going to do that she was going to send to Dragonstone. What was she going to do? Hold well, on. several people are chosen to make their way to Dragonstone. Yes. Selected, to, to specifically. Selected, yes. They had so, auditions. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know if you knew this, um, but Lady Lucinda Tully. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did know it. She is pious. She's very pious. She is pious, whose yeah. fierce piety was renowned through all the land. Mm-hmm. Um went to uh, help Alisan with her younger sister. Yeah. To run the house with Ella Broom. Yes. A modest yeah. maid. And then, of course, we finally see where Lord Celtigar's daughter, <laughs> daughters wound up. Celtigar. I just said Celtigar. I know. But I... <laughs> this name is the worst. Yeah. Um, yeah. With their chinless, breastless, witless maidens <laughs> wound up with Alisan. Lord Roga said to him, oh, we had we had well gets we had as well get some use of them. <laughs> yeah. How fucking yeah. rude. I'd be like, excuse it's, me? Yeah. No one's well, marrying these women. Yeah, we might as well Let's get some. Have them spy out, on yeah. Alison and Jaharis. Yeah. Yeah. Alice, Alice also sent uh, a formidable scepter, Scepter Isabel. Yes. And yes. novices of Alison's own nation, Lyra and Edith. I think that she's very clearly saying trying to get them to Alison to kind of Drill the faith. Drill the um, faith. Yeah. Yeah. Into her. Yes. Well, like, and kind of the faith. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. This is they want they want her to be influenced by the outsider opinion yeah. of of her marriage, yeah, especially exactly. among other things, right? Yeah. 
and three other girls of noble birth made up the remainder of the company, one from each Vale, Stormlands, and The Reach, Janice of House Templeton, Corianne of House Wild, which would be my stripper name if anybody wanted to know, <laughs> and Rosamond of House Ball. <laughs> I don't know, House Ball sounds amazing. I know, and I was thinking that one can be yours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I am Ball. One Ball. Uh, per our conversation from before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Shh. Yeah, no. <clears throat> yes. Um, so uh yeah so the the uh, there's there's choices there you've got lord rogar's like we'll take we'll give you some basically rubbish celtigars celtigars who are ugly but whatever because we just have nothing left there's nothing for these people to well, do well and they and again like because they're loyal to the council yes through their father they can yeah. spy on them obviously exactly. that's not illicitly said here but i think it's no. well enough implied I, it's very that, much implied that's the point that yeah. that there's the faith are going to instruct Alison and essentially pressure her. Yeah. Constantly remind her of the faith's lessons and hope that it will go in and have her go, oh, it turns out I'm being a bad person. Mm-hmm. But then there's other motives that Ro- Lord Rogar wants all these people to uh, report back to him on what is going on. And yes. he's made it very clear to Lady Lucinda, who, which is not a very pious, not a very religious thing to do, to gossip and spread secrets and spy on people so no. i really doubt her piety right now well i think that, but i think that most pious people are gossips that's true well, church gossip exactly <laughs> many not most that's that's a mean generalization but i i think that there's small communities and i think that they can get really gossipy right yeah yeah absolutely but um, just, it just seems funny because they're like oh she's famed for her piety but she's now going to spy for yeah. Lord Rogar. Yeah. And he he essentially wants to know, have the Queen and the King done it? Really? Are, yeah. Are they yeah. planning on doing it? Are they doing it? He's obsessed. And it with has the two to be stopped, whatever you can do. And he's probably more obsessed with them having sex than they are. <laughs> yes. He thinks about right? it too much. Like, way yes. too much. But I can yeah. imagine, like, he's saying, like, Lady Lucinda, whatever you have to do, you have to stop this from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can just imagine her, like, if Jaharis and Alisan sitting down for a cup of tea one day and Lucinda like sits squishes her butt into the sofa that they're yeah. sitting on like it's right in the middle yeah. hi guys mm-hmm. or yeah. should we all go to bed together as well like just like, hang out <laughs> I'll just stay in here yeah. you know and um, I just snuggle in thing. yeah exactly yeah. just worth noting that uh, Alyssa even undermines them with the way she titles them she still mm. calls them the children instead of yeah. king and queen. Yeah, they're the children, yeah. exactly. The children were not evil, only young and willful. Mm-hmm. Suitably instructed, they might see the error of their ways and repent their marriage before it tore the realm apart. Or so she prayed. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Rogar is desperate for the the marriage not to be consummated, but it also it says, and mayhaps there was more. Uh, and it takes a little journey. That's my favorite. Does say I love this. I love it so much. Um, I it, could probably do an entire episode just on yes. this. I actually, obviously, we're about to we're about to talk about a book, a particular book within a book, a naughty and I book. need this book. I need it. I, I want. I need this, this to be written. 
I need to read it. I need to go to bed with hugging it every night. I just need this tale in yeah. my life so bad. It sounds so good. Yes. It so purports to be, so this is a book mm-hmm. uh, known under various titles. Mm-hmm. Amongst them, Sins of the Flesh. So obviously I want it. <laughs> the High and the Low. A Wanton Tale. A Wanton's Tale. Mm-hmm. The Wickedness of Men. But all versions bear the subtitle, A Caution for Young Girls. Mm-hmm. It purports to be a testimony of a young maid of noble birth who surrendered her virtue to a groom in her lord father's castle. And then goes on quite the journey thereafter. Yeah, like Emmanuel, kind of like romping her way around the world. Yeah. Who And then winds up as a scepter, I think, right? Yes. I love or, the uh... fact, though, right? So it's got all of these dirty names and it's a dirty book. But it's, it's a also dirty, dirty a caution for young girls. So it's essentially a sex book. Yeah. Which details the sex stuff. Very, mm-hmm. very erotic and it's but it's also supposed to be a caution for young I can't I kind of like is it actually meant to be a caution for young girls or did somebody say I really want to publish this but we're gonna to have to pretend that it's like cautionary yeah I think it's both I mean she does so she does end up in in that first interaction where her virtue is claimed by a man from her father's room in her lord father's castle she yeah. ends up pregnant mm-hmm. and she gives up the child well, so that, no, no, that's that a comes caution. later, but even so, I'm just saying it's it's a cautionary tale, but it is so erotic that it's sold mm-hmm. millions. It's like it's like yeah. selling a Mills and Boone or saying that Fifty Shades is a cautionary tale. It's like yeah, yeah. But it turned everybody on. I mean, I've never actually read Fifty Shades, so I don't know. But it, I remember this. I remember hearing someone talk about it on the bus when it first came out, and she was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, yeah, I read Fifty Shades of Grey," and I was like, "Oh, me and my husband the next night was just like at it like rabbits." Like that's it. That was the rumors. Yeah, it was in all the papers essentially that it it got all these people yeah. fired up. Yeah, it reignited the BDSM community for for a time. I think. Although I would argue, so. I've heard that it's not real proper BDSM. It's not. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's abuse and control, but. Yeah. But anyway, but, but yes. even even the people not into BDSM, like bored housewives, were like, "I'm oh yeah, I'm horny now because yeah. I've read this book, so I'm going to fuck my yes. husband." Yeah, and in a way that hadn't happened. So it's, I just think it's ironic that it's a cautionary tale, and yet it is actually a sexy, hot, horny book that people are mm-hmm. buying and that I, that I need. Over no, that we I need, need. Yeah, I did, but I did wonder again if that if that was if it was sold that way otherwise no one would print it well it's i think it's probably so a this is the first mention of an autobiography she she mm. i mean worded it herself she didn't pen it herself because she no. probably couldn't read or write she probably couldn't she, she, was born. Noble born. she was noble born she wouldn't be able to i just wonder if she's like i want to sell my saucy novel because i think people will love this i'll make loads of money mm-hmm. but in order but to she sell had someone it, else write it and that's one of the big things that i know but what i'm saying she is, just is that a good author like somebody like she's like I want to make money out of it but mm-hmm. people will never let me sell it because I'm a woman so what I'll do is Maybe. I'll pretend I'll tell everyone it's a cautionary tale it's like don't do this guys mm-hmm. but it's not really it's just not it's not really that it, like, I'm pretending that like the publishers went well you can't say this because you're a woman and it's too sexy she's like oh no no it's not about sex I'm telling people what not to do. It's to caution people. It's a warning. Mm-hmm. Come on. And I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's a warning. And she's like, tee hee hee. 
I'm going to sell my sex yeah. book. It, they do wonder if it's true. It says parts of it strain credulity, and I'm thinking probably to a very dry, musty old maester it does. Like, <laughs> they put it where? <laughs> yeah, In which hole? Right. <laughs> In the mouth? Yeah. What? <laughs> well, let's go through just for a second. Uh, it says, if it's true, part strain credulity, as you said. The course in the course of her life, she found herself a handmaid to a queen, the paramour of a young knight, a camp follower in the disputed lands of Essos, a serving wench in Mir, a mummer in Tyrosh, the plaything of a corsair queen in the Basilisk Isles, a slave in Volantis where she was tattooed, pierced, and ringed, the handmaid of a Kawarthian warlock, mm-hmm. and finally the mistress of a pleasure house in Lease before <laughs> ultimately returning to Old Town and the Faith. As if she did. So what the fuck brought her back to Old Town in the Faith after having all that fun? So what I wonder, though, is is if it is, in a way, you know, a bunch of times where, where girls in, you know, sex work, some of it might have been voluntary and some of it might not have been. Yeah. Right? It says she um, purportedly ended her life as a scepter in the Starry Sept, mm-hmm. which is where she wrote this down to warn other people. Where she But you, if you're going to warn other people, you're going to tell them how bad it was. You're not going to make it sound sexy and saucy. But we don't know if it's sexy and saucy or bad. But it bad. sold we don't so know. many copies. Like, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, this is a dirty book. This Can you honestly... believe what she did? In yeah. my day, in my day, it was uh, Judy Bloom Forever. Mm-hmm. That was the one that yeah. everyone had to have read because it had actual sex in it. And the the male character named his penis Ralph. <laughs> and we would walk around laughing and giggling saying Ralph <laughs> Ralph and uh, we would laugh if something was called Ralph we would laugh about it because it was a penis name but it was like <clears> the <throat> book it was like have you read forever by Judy Bloom? no I can't got it my big sister's got it because it, it had like an actual sex story in it so it definitely wow. this is not I don't believe the last bit <laughs> but it says the lascivious do- uh, details of the author's erotic adventures need not concern us here spoil fucking sport I want to right. know more about them I want to know give me this book um, it says our only in- only interest is in the early part of the sordid tale so this explains why we've moved on to this book because at first you're kind of like why are we talking about this book what, yeah, where did this book come from because yeah. the alleged author of the book was none other than Corin of House Wild. Mm-hmm. wild by name wild by nature so one of the girls in Strandstone which might seem like an odd thing that Corin Wilde if this is her has been sent to Dragonstone to it's funny to me that you call her Corinne and I call her Corianne did I say Corinne? I meant Corianne yeah. I just can't did read you? or pronounce okay. things so thank you No, sometimes we genuinely say things differently so I was like oh is this one of those? no it's just me not being able to read <laughs> <laughs> it's just that. I just can't read. Yeah. So, so yeah. So why was Corin Wild? Cor- why am I saying Corin? It's in my head now. That's it. <laughs> no, it's just there. That's all right. Roll Corianne with it. Corianne Wild, who House Wild is is um, part of House Rain in the Stormlands, and therefore House Baratheon is their uh, liege lords. Yes. They've sent her to Dragonstone to be a lady in waiting for the queen which might sound like an odd you know she's not an exactly odd thing to do considering role. she's yeah. already been deflowered and mm-hmm. uh, and has had a child yes yeah she's given up because doesn't it say somewhere is it it's somewhere in this chapter where it says something like all of the girls had to have their maidenheads and be highborn ladies oh, I don't know 
Yeah, it says it later, but I'll get onto that. The the reason why they think that this book might be written by her is that it says some, some argue, argue plausibly that the text is the product of several hands for the style of prose varies greatly from episode to episode. And I'm like, just like this fucking book. Similar to this book, yep. yeah. <laughs> um, but Lady Corianne's early history uh, is confirmed by the maester of House Rain, but that mm-hmm. at the age when she was 13 years old, uh, Lord Wilde, so Corianne Wilde, she was actually seduced and had sex with uh, one of the boys from the stables, someone called a surly lad. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently in the book he's described as handsome, but the maester's account differs painting him as a poxguard varlet of 30 years. So was he an old older man or a young boy? But it says that he had a male member as stout as a stallion, so I think we know why matter. she went for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was sent to the... He was gelded. Ow! And sent to the wall. And what a waste. No, what a waste. <laughs> Beth, 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 you naughty thing. Um, so yeah, he was gelded. Oh, I can think of a pain and she's like, what a waste. What a waste that yeah. is. <laughs> um, and she had to, she was confined to her chambers and she gave birth to a son and the son was sent away to Storm's End, which is where the Baratheons would have been and therefore the Baratheons would have known about what had happened, which makes it extra yes. weird that mm-hmm. Corianne ends up being a lady in waiting for the queen. But no one else knew the family shame, did they? The, no one had, no. it was a secret. It was kept. And she was yeah, sent to King's secret. Landing, and apparently her mother said, in the Red Keep, they will take you for a maiden. And as she made her way to the city, escorted by her father and brother, they stopped for the night in an inn on the south bank of the Black Border Rush, beside the ferry landing. There she found a certain great lord awaiting her arrival. There is a little bit of funniness about who this man is, but there are there's two possibilities, aren't there? There's two possibilities, mm-hmm. and either either or it ends in it. The last name is Baratheon. Yes. So they think it's either um, Lord Lord Rogar himself, mm-hmm. or or his brother, which Sir Boris Baratheon. Yeah. There it is. Which which do you think it was who approached her? Probably Bar uh Rogar. Really? I always feel the opposite. Really? I think uh well it depends on what you think happened as well, because so what happened next is they said that the girl was commanded to disrobe so the person So first of all her family was dismissed. He said oh, yeah. I'll take her from here. Yes. Right? So her mom and dad are sent home, turned around. And then, yeah, he takes her into a private room. She's ordered to disrobe. He inspects her thoroughly. He ran his hands over every part of me and bade me turn this way and that and bend and stretch and open my legs to his gaze until at last he pronounced himself satisfied. Mm-hmm. Which is Ooh. gross. Which is really horrible. Why do you think it's Boris? I just think it more likely that Rogar would send his brother to do his shady deeds than be seen doing them himself. If he had been seen in any way, shape, or form with this girl, mm. it would have got it could have gotten back to Alyssa or and she may have approved of it, but or anybody, mm. but particularly Jaharis and Alisan. Yeah, you might be right. You might and be his right. plot wouldn't have worked. But Boros is less recognizable. He didn't just have a golden wedding. No. He is obviously still a Baratheon, but the rest yeah. of the realm wouldn't know him on sight like they would Rogar. That's true. And I just it's such a horrible it's quite depressing thinking about it, like making mm-hmm. me bend this way and that, open my legs, inspect. Like, what? 
What's he gonna learn from that? Like what? Like anyway. Well, I think it's it's. I, they say a minute later, essentially, there's no man that that wouldn't find you desirable. So obviously, it was just to mm. inspect her and and you know survey her desirability. And the reason was the reason he's doing this is because she yes she's gonna be sent to Dragonstone, a supposed maid to serve as a companion to Alisanne. Mm-hmm. But also, she has to use her wiles and her body to beguile the king into bed. So this is the trial. This is how... It's a long way round, but this is going to be the trial that Jaehaerys has to face. So we've come the long way round. It's about a book and it's about blah, blah, blah. But apparently, Corianne Wilde is going to tempt Jaehaerys away from Alisanne. So Alisanne's going to have all of the scepters and people going, but think of the lords and the kickods and the da-da-da-da. And yeah, they're going to try and talk sense into her and they're going to try and fuck nonsense into Jaehaerys, right? <laughs> yes. Basically. Pretty much. Tempt yeah. his penis. It's the penis. Yeah. It's the cock dividing again. Because of course Rogar would think that all men think with their penis. Yes, of course he would. And aren't capable of doing anything else. Mm. Right? Yeah. Oh, I love this. Jaehaerys is a man-made. Like as not. A man-made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a made man, but a man-made. A man-made. Um, yeah. But Alisan is a child and you are a woman any man would want. Once his grace tastes your charms, he may come to a sentence and abandon this folly of marriage. This is horrible. He may mm-hmm. even choose to keep you afterward. Who can say? Ugh. There can be no question of marriage, of course, but you will have jewels, servants, and whatever you might want. This is one of the things why I wish we had this book, because I would love to know if it was written in her perspective and how she would even have felt about being told she could be the king's mistress and stuff. Maybe and for some people that was a dream come true. Mm. We know that in, in medieval history, yeah. being the king's mistress was was great. Of course, right? You got mm. all of the all of you, you the sex, which some people may or may not have wanted, but all the jewels, all mm-hmm. of the payoff, mm-hmm. and none of the responsibility. Yeah, that's true. Right? Sounds quite good actually. Even so, just to assume that, that, like, just the the view of of women, like, oh well, like, he might keep you. You may not. I don't yeah, know. I know. It's it's icky. I'm just trying to look at it with like agency. Like maybe that would have been a desirable position. Yeah, it's possible. It's definitely possible. You know, like Bessie Blout, yeah. for example. Yeah. And right. um, uh, I'm trying to think of other very, very famous mistresses of the kings. But yeah, there are quite a few. Mm-hmm. The worst for me is he says, if Alison should discover you a bed together, so much the better. Mm-hmm. Um, should be quick to abandon. Our son will be quick to abandon an unfaithful spouse. And if you should get with yeah. child again, you and the baby will be well taken care of, and your father and mother will be richly rewarded for your service to the crown. So that's one of the questions I have: is Do you think that they chose her because she had proven fertility, or just because she had proven to be quote unquote loose, both, and willing to take on this task? Both, I think. I think they just thought oh. she obviously has no morals; she can be seduced. She can be seduced. And she's fertile. And so. she's fertile, so she might have a baby. Yeah. Cause I just wonder if a king's if the king's bastard would have been desirable to them or not. God knows. I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. But it's certainly something to consider. Yeah. Because it would be royal blood. So they could have they could have I mean, again, not to go into the Bessie Blount references, but there was a minute where Henry considered naming Henry uh, mm. Bessie's son his heir because no, no, he didn't yeah. have another male heir no, no, no. right and so if if Jaehaerys wasn't doing what he was told mm. and they were looking for like I said earlier 
a reason mm-hmm. or a, or a, an alternative mm-hmm. to control, they could control the child of the king, yeah, even if yeah. he wasn't legitimate. They could just legitimize him. Mm. Probably. I, I mean, it'd definitely be something that they would consider. Mm-hmm. That they might be thinking, okay, it's not marriage to the king, but she'll have his son or daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she'll be well taken yeah. care of because she's used her vagina in service to the crown. Yeah. And it's, what again, can we put any credence to this tale at this late date? So far removed from the events in question with all the principles long dead, there's no way to be certain. And I'm like, like this book. <laughs> Just like this book. <laughs> like this I know. One. Literally, the, it is. I thought that all the way through. It's very meta. Yeah, it is. It's really <laughs> meta. And I'm like, it's all very meta. Very, very funny. And so Corianne Wilde went off to do her duty to do her duty however we should also note that one of the theories beyond with the with her is that Mm. um in this agreement she also had sex with whoever the man was yes yeah inspector all night long yeah sex but but apparently it's a clumsy calumny intended to blacken the name of lord rogar Mm -hmm. yeah and some people say that sir boris made up the lie himself because he used to quarrel with his brother so Mm -hmm. Oh, so essentially someone said, um, how, why her, having not known Jahari's tastes mm-hmm. in women, yep. why was this particular woman chosen above any others? And why wouldn't they have just sent a whole bunch of women that could mm-hmm. seduce Jahari's? Mm-hmm. Right? It's yeah. like... How hot was Corianne Wild? How hot was she? Yeah. Did she yeah. have a magic fanny? Obviously. Obviously they thought so. This person thought so. Which yeah. makes me think they probably tested her out. Probably. It makes me. Never, never mind. No, what? What were you going to say? <laughs> no, I was like, is this a spoiler? And I think it kind of is. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it was a. It, it says that she was a singularly curious choice. If a lady in waiting was all she was meant to be, there were scores of other young girls of noble birth and suitable age who were also available, girls with whose, whose maiden heads were intact. These virtues beyond reproach. Honestly. Well, I think. <laughs> Jaharis had a woman sitting right there with her maiden head intact, and he wasn't necessarily tempted no. to. I'm sorry, take but I just that. really hate that the whole phrasing, the whole do. thing. I know it's yucky. The whole like, how do they yucky. do? Do they check? <laughs> do they like lift your skirts? We're going to check that you've still got a high min. I I can't with it. It just makes me. It gives me the ick. Yeah, but yes, you're right. There is nothing stamped on your forehead that mm. says I'm not a maiden anymore. No. And that's how she was able to get into Dragonstone in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> because there is nothing obvious about yeah. it. I remember being told when I was younger, well, will girls start to walk different once they Oh, for fuck's sake, that's just such bonus. Yeah. And so Scepter Isabel, Lady Lucinda, and all the other women chosen by Alice uh, for Alison's household went on the galley Wise Woman, which I think is an amazing mm-hmm. name. And they became known as the Wise Women, didn't they? They did. They did. And they were welcomed by Alison mm-hmm. with... Glad smiles and gifts. Yep. And that's where we'll pause for, for until next time for detailing the book. And it is, it's choppy. It's jumpy. We don't know. No, it jumps around. But um, so it is kind of a weird place to stop. But, but it says the book is going to jump back to Reina before it follows through with this story. It's a weird chapter. It jumps. It is a weird one. It's jumpy. I don't, it's, it's hard to cover because it's like, okay. And then remember this and then we're going to go back to that. Yeah. 
and you remember these people and actually you remember yeah. that one and here's a book that is somehow going to become relevant I'm not going to tell you how yet relevant. but it's now yeah. relevant and yeah. but we're going to tell you how it's relevant after we tell you about the book instead of just telling you that this person exists anyway it's yeah. backwards it's done <laughs> it's but I do think yeah. it's, it is George R. R. Martin I, I think he's done it on purpose that way because he's telling us that there is a book within this book that is written probably by several people not just one person that's maybe been copied out a few times way after the events have happened when everyone's dead and therefore we can't trust anything it's saying. I think he's literally saying that's the same as Fire and Blood. That's this you cannot book. trust anything same. that is said in this book because everyone in it is dead and yep. it's been copied differently. Like he says, like all these people will have copied it out. Mummers are the worst at it. Apparently they like to make things lascivious yeah. and whatever yeah. and dramatic and and not only that it probably wasn't written by just one person in the first place i think there have clearly been several authors yes i think it's uh it's interesting because like we talked about just the the meta level and how it relates to fire and blood Mm. and how again like he probably had ideas and then went back and and changed them but i i was trying to think of if it reminded me of any book or story in history Mm. that it could be pulled from and essentially it reminds me of all of it yeah. Right. It's just yeah. the way it's told. It's history. It's not just a specific mm. book. It's all of it. Like, yeah. and and Targaryen history is exactly the same as we've pointed out all the way through. It's fire and blood. It's it's the the wars of the roses. It's this and that. It's it's embellished each time all the way through. So you're never going to get the real story no. of what it was. But I want one of those books. It reminds yeah. me a little bit. It's my. I don't mean this in an offensive way. I mean it genuinely as somebody who studied the book of the Bible. That's what that's what I said to, or that's what me and my husband said. Yeah, like because the Bible has many authors, was put together over different time periods. Yeah, um, and added to and added to. Yeah, and um, like you, even the Gospels were tell the same story, but in totally different ways. So Mm -hmm. you'll have the story of um, the death of Jesus, for example, and there's total massive differences certain stories aren't even mentioned by i think it's the gospel according to john and then that one's completely different it starts in a different way it tells the story and it's much more philosophical but then you've got matthew mark and luke and their stories of the birth of jesus or their stories of the death of jesus they're all utterly like who found jesus first or how did he how long was this for and where did they go afterwards like they're completely different stories yeah. It's very yeah. hard to reconcile it when you're like, these are... When I was teaching, as I used to teach um, religious education, believe it or not, mm-hmm. and I used to tell the stories and the kids I teach would be going, wait, what? Why is it so different? How, what are we What are we supposed to infer from the fact that all the stories are different? It's kind of like, well, they were written by different people at different times and people remember times. things differently. Yeah. You're supposed to take take from it that everybody's going to have a different perspective no matter what situation you're mm-hmm. viewing. Mm-hmm. right yeah so it's quite fascinating but um so it's a weird this is a weird chapter to be covering but i'm enjoying it it's very saucy and salacious yeah it's like my favorite so far and it's (laughs) it's gonna get even better i know this is the setup we've had a chapter of this is this podcast is the setup for what's going to follow which is going to be even more outrageous yes which i'm very excited for Mm -hmm. so if people want to jump off here they can because we'll go into 
any spoilers we want to talk about next. But um, yeah. we hope you stick with us with this one. We've done the setup. We're ready to go. Alyssa's just received her ladies in waiting. There are spies amongst there. Yeah, it's really now is the moment where this story, this book really starts to get juicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Much, yeah. much, much more so. Yeah, there's more maesters around. There's more people to tell the story than when yeah. Aegon and Visenya and Rhaenys yeah. were conquering. That's a historical overview. This gets this yeah. gets good. It's like to me, this is this stuff is as good as the dance. Mm-hmm. So if you're enjoying like House of the Dragon and the storytelling that's happening in the show, yeah. the Dance of the Dragon is coming up in the book mm. soonish. And uh, this is just as juicy to me. As in fact, I love, to me, the chapters with Jaehaerys and Alisan are some of my favourites as well. There's so much that yeah. comes up with them. There's a lot in it. I just like all the Reina stuff. It's going to get juicy. It's going to get good. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, jump off if you don't want to hear about the spoilers or things that relate to the A Song of Ice and Fire series. Yeah. Um, and... Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Or hit you'll hear us mm. next time. We won't see you. You'll hear us next I'm time. Not no, you probably won't. not. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take care. Take care. Bye. Okay. Spoilers! The spoiler section. The spoiler section. It's our new song. Da, da, da. Um, spoilers. What spoilers have you got to talk about, dear Beth? You had one. You had one. So why don't we start with yours? Do you have more than one now? I have two, I think. Good. Okay. I mean, we could talk forever about the first one, which was all to do with the opening paragraph about people who were good and people who were bad. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, that's just everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people who do good things and people who do bad So I was thinking, like, because Tyrion, for example... Mm-hmm. Wasn't yeah, the he, person who him and Theon were the two biggest ones that came to my mind. I was thinking about Jamie as well because Jamie, yeah, yeah. Jamie's a a bad person. Come good when we first meet him, mm. and obviously pushing Bran out the window. Yes, not a good. And thing. then he starts to do good things and redeem himself for the sake of the Starks, right? He does, and the Tullys, and, and you've Tully. got Tyrion who was. Not good, but you certainly liked him. He was a likable character and he was funny. He's very likable. And he had a good heart. Like, he was good to Sansa and, you know, like, when Joffrey was being awful. Like, he wasn't a dick, basically. No. Yeah. And then suddenly he turns into Dark Tyrion and he's a horrible, rapey... Yeah, and thinks about choking Penny and stuff. I don't love his arc. His transitions are weird. He thinks about raping his sister quite a lot as well. Yeah. Which is pretty horrible. Yeah. And Theon, Theon's a funny, like Theon I just feel sorry for the whole way through. Theon is for me, he's sort of the opposite though. Uh, He's a character that, he's he's the bro that you just sort of roll your eyes at. Not a bro, that's maybe the wrong word, but there's... He's just arrogant, but he's tortured by... Yeah, so it's that he doesn't do things necessarily to redeem himself. Well, well, he does later, just by the end of what we have so far. But but barely. you have barely. Sim- sympathy. Barely, just yeah. Barely. Just yeah, about, because exactly. he finally decides to help. But you can see why he did it for the yeah. first time, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, all the psychological, physical yeah, trauma yeah, that he's yeah. been through, right? Yeah. But he's... He's definitely a character that I didn't like. Mm, mm. But it's like Theon is Theon is the classic. I didn't like him, but he didn't deserve that. Yeah. You know? I didn't like him. I mean, he, 
he is ruined from the moment he's born because he's a Greyjoy and Greyjoys are ironborn and ironborn culture is so toxic. So having that in your background anyway of this is what it means to be a man and we take things and we we rape and we read. I don't know if I... I don't... I don't know that we need to do this here necessarily, but I don't know if I totally agree with that. We have a lot of really cool Ironborn characters. However, the Greyjoy men are very toxic. Yes. And but then he goes becomes a like in Westerosi culture he has to become essentially a hostage. Which mm-hmm. is awful. He is a hostage. He yeah. is a hostage. He's a ward, a yeah. hostage. A which ward. is an He's awful way to be for a child to be taken mm-hmm. away. Yeah. To kind of feel like this is anyway, I could go on about it, but I feel he's I love his character, but um, yeah, it's what I love about the book series is is essentially this idea that you can have all these good people doing kind of bad things, yeah. and you see it in here like you've got Alyssa who I don't think of as a bad person, but she's being schemy. Yeah, you don't think her as a bad person until this chapter no. where you're told that she's a villain. And but is she a villain? I just think, I think her heart again is. She thinks she's doing the right thing, whereas I think Rogar knows he's doing the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, but I, I think her. Mo- but then, of course, you see her motivations. Um, her motivations are not pure, pure, purely pure. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. her motivations are not simply just for her children; it's for her how she looks. Yes, yeah, and how her power is maintained. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, I don't. I think I think I what I like about this chapter is how, it's, how that's casting doubt on what we think about each of the characters. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But it was just it's a small thing. That I was just like, oh yeah, I could talk for hours about literally every character, mm-hmm. about who's dark and who's good. It was a nice intro. Like, I mean, we're we're not super far into the book. No. Um, but it's a it's a good place I think to start to really because like I said as we were we were closing the main portion of the episode this is where it actually starts to get depth and meat and drama it's mm. not just a history mm. tomb anymore right mm. we start to feel more invested than mm. than we did even with with before with Megor and his wives and his and stuff so it's for for them to introduce this hardened conflict here mm. makes sense yeah. a lot of sense mm. right because it's like this is where you could you could reiterate that at the beginning of every chapter now and mm. it's going to be more and more and more poignant yeah right definitely because the dance is another oh, big example of yeah. the heart and conflict with itself right? massively so and you and i think they fleshed it out on the show really well actually i think so i think they've done pretty well yeah yeah just to sort of what it's really like to have the family at war in the way that it is like just seeing, like one of the scenes that comes to mind is Alisan versus Rhaenyra uh, on Driftmark, when yeah, when she cuts her, yeah, when the, with the knife, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh wow, this person has been pushed, like Alicent, yeah, um, she snapped Alicent. I keep fucking yeah. saying Alisan, uh, Alicent, <laughs> Alicent has snapped. Yeah, she. Yeah. This is this is how what happens happens. Like this is how people are pushed to do bad things to do. Mm-hmm. to end up and you can see it with Rhaenyra at the end when Luke yeah after her daughter you can just see this is how people Luke's are being died. pushed yeah. to do some terrible terrible things because there's yeah. so many things in the dance that I think how does Rhaenyra end up doing that when she yeah. turns against the dragon seeds I know I thought you were but a good person paranoia and everything else yeah no I know but you can see I can see where the seeds are laid that yes. this is what's going to yeah. happen to push her to be not 
who I, you know, who we've been, uh, who we think of and how the show has fleshed it out to be, yes, she can be a bit kind of um, quick to anger and stuff, but she's not an idiot, <laughs> you no. know. Yeah. And yet she ends up doing some pretty dumb things and ends up, even though she wins King's Landing, she loses the war. Yeah. Which is pretty well, incredible. Yeah, she does and she does. I mean, she wins ultimately because it's her, her child who sits the throne and not Aegon. But yeah, but that's only because she wins. That's only because someone murdered Aegon. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Posthumous, that's not because her. She wins. Anyway. Anyway. You said yeah, one of yours now. One of yours. Okay. Uh, we we talked about uh, how you either have sort of the, the for the most part the extremism of the pacifist man like Aeneas or the aggressor sort of or bro yeah. like Rogar or mm-hmm. or even Magor or whatever. Um, and I was thinking you were talking about the dance and the first people that came to my mind were of course Viserys and Damon mm-hmm. being the sort of that same parallel. But we talked about one person who who maybe could be both and that was Ned. Yes. So Jaharis, I think, is also capable of weaving that mm. between being both, especially later. Um, so to me, and as we were talking about kind of the the wedding and Rogar whoring and Jaharis mm. being mad about it, and so not whoring, mm. but drinking and hunting and everything, made me think of Robert and Ned yes. being the two people running the realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought of that too. And it... Yeah. Um, Definitely. Although it's the other way around. One is the king, the other is the hand. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. It's like the inversion of it. It is. Of the two of them. Although one of them is not a Stark. And Jaehaerys Mm -hmm. is not Starkish, but he... No, no. But again, a lot of people say that Jon is going to be the next Jaehaerys, like the conciliator type Mm, person. That's interesting. Um, So I think it's interesting that he he has that. Do you think Jon's real name will be Jaehaerys? No, I hate that theory. I hate, I think it's going to be Aemon. Yeah, I think we've talked. I think it's going to be Viserys. A lot of people hate my theory too. Why do you think it's going to be Viserys? Uh, because I think there's a lot of things that Aemon I don't hate. It's like my second favorite theory. Mm. But I think for me, it's because Rhaegar wanted the trio. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this before. Uh, so he yeah. had an Aegon and he had a he had a Rhaenys, so he yeah. needed a Visenya, and so yeah. John would have been his Visenya. So that's why I think it'll be Viserys. Interesting. I also think that there's there's a lot in some of Daenerys' early chapters where if you believe that John and Daenerys might for a time couple, mm-hmm. um, Daenerys thinks she, I always thought I would marry Viserys or something like that. She thinks that to herself. Mm-hmm. She always thought she would marry Viserys, and so mm-hmm. it'd be funny if she did. But not yeah. not the Viserys that we know. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, but again, that's very early writing, so George may change his mind from from there. He does. He did. Well, I guess we'll find out in a couple of weeks when Winds of Winter is. Yeah. Raised. When Winds of Winter comes out. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Yep. Of yeah. course. We were we were talking about the inspection, and you were saying like, how do they even check and so? And Pycel checks. Yep. Pycel checks Marjorie and other people often yeah. to inspect for a maidenhead. What? Yeah, it's gross. And also, in noble women, they didn't. Uh, they would have been on horses. Yeah, we've talked about this yeah. before. There's oh. so many. There's so many ways to lose your maidenhead, but uh, or pop your cherry or whatever, however you want to phrase it. It is such a horrible. It's terrible. It's just such a such a disgusting thing to put worth on to me. Well, yeah, it grosses it me out. It is, but um, yeah, it, it's not good. Uh, but I just hate the. There's something about the phrasing of it that I just find so disgusting. I like I the he- maidenhead. Yeah. I don't know. There's something because you've got your maidenhood, 
that's what you have. You have a your, it's your maidenhood. Mm -hmm. Your maidenhead. Well, it's like your maidenhood is like your own personal virtue, and yeah. your maidenhead is the physical hymen, right? Yes, but it, there's something about it that I'm just like, why does it gross me out so much? It does. It grosses me out too. It's, it's just icky. a horrible. There's icky an ick factor. Yeah. Like, can they just have another mm -hmm. word for it? Because it's so gross. Well, we can just stop calling it a maiden head, and we can call it the hymen instead. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just I just I can't that. I can't work out why it gives me the ick factor so much. It's there. It's just there. there. Yeah. Uh, I had one. I'm gonna go. I'm not on the right page. Of my spoiler page. So. This is a funny thing that's, that popped out to me, which was that when Jaehaerys is training to be an amazing warrior type person, where is it? Sir Elias Scales says to him, Your Grace, you will never be a king's guard, but if by some sorcery your uncle Mago himself were to rest on the grave, my coin would be on you. And I find it quite, I don't know, fascinating, shocking, surprising, I'm not sure, but that the Kingsguard were held in such high repute. Like, they were genuinely amazing warriors. Because when we get to the story in, like, the main series, mm -hmm. the Kingsguard are shit. Like, when we get... So we get to the main series, and the Kingsguard... Like, I went down a Kingsguard hole... <laughs> Which sounds rude. <laughs> um, I went Which one? <laughs> um, many, many Kingsguard holes. So when we first meet them, so when we're in Robert Baratheon's time, you've got some pretty good ones. You've got Jamie Lannister, who's an amazing swordsman. You've got Barristan Selmy, who mm -hmm. is Barristan the Bold. He he is noble. He's an incredible fighter. We his his renown is incredible. Mm -hmm. And there's a few others. But they're not that amazing. No. Because you've also got Ares Oakheart, who ends up dying. Yeah. Like, literally throwing himself at Ariahotar's axe for no yeah. reason. You've got no Boros reason. Blount, who... He like he's literally is he being poisoned or something? Because he he's becomes like puffy. He becomes the Tommen's food taster. Yeah. And he becomes yeah. puffy and sleepy and unable to do his job. Yeah. And you're like, he's just terrible. Everyone agrees that he's all awful. Of, all of Joffrey, Tommen, arguably Roberts, Kingsguard, mostly, yeah. are shit. They are. But I think that's the point, is we're supposed to see how far they fall. I know. But, like, you've got Mandon, so Mandon Moore, who tries to kill Tyrion. Like, Slice Tyrion new. in half, yeah. yeah. Meryn Trant, who's corrupt and awful and beats Sansa regularly. Yes. Um, on Joffrey's yeah. behest, Preston Greenfield, mm -hmm. who di who dies, like Kingsguard, yeah. are supposed to be amazing, but somehow the commoners kill him in the bread. Well, rights. what happens is, and we see this a little bit in House of the Dragon. We see it become less about the name of the house, mm -hmm. or less about the the skill of the Kingsguard, and more about the name of the house and boons to the families. Right? Yeah, and it becomes even more political once Robert's mm -hmm. dead. Because yeah. they, because Cersei gets rid of Barristan Selmy, which Barristan. is so stupid. She retires him. Yeah, yeah, it's it like stupid. It, Even Tywin's like, "What the fuck, Cersei?" Yeah, Barristan Selmy lends legitimacy to Joffrey. He's a noble, yeah. 
night, you know, not having him there is stupid. But also having him at the side of someone else is also stupid because he knows so much about then, A, the Red Keep, then, B, the royal family. It's so dumb. And C, just about fighting in general. Yeah. Yeah. And of course they put in Sandor Clegane, who's <clears throat> not even a knight, which is fair enough, yeah. but he, he's not exactly a noble. He's a brute. He's a brute, he's exactly. A, he's a brute. Yeah. And the Kettle Black, Osmond Kettle Black, like that's just Cersei, like this is just scheming. Like it's just mm-hmm. yes. not decisions. So they're not basing things no. on the fact that they, these people are going to be needed to actually defend the royal blood. They're mm. basing it on, like I said, other schemes or boons or just yeah. people that they want to be closer to them for trust factor. Mm. I don't know. I know. And then you end up with Robert Strong, a.k.a. probably mm. the mountain. Franken Mountain. Yeah. yeah. But And so to me, when I read this, having kind of accepted into my heart the original series and kind of gone, well, this is what the king's got to like. The basic, I mean, Cersei even admits that when she needs someone to fight for her, she's got no one. She has literally, they're not even good fighters. Yeah. She's like, she's like I, I need someone to fight in a trial by, you know, trial by battle. And I can't, I won't have anyone good in the King's Guard who can actually genuinely fight for me. Isn't that horrendous? Yeah. Because Yeah, you shoot yourself in the foot, right? Yeah. It, that's yeah. they're meant to be there to guard the king. Like the most important yeah. person in the land. Her Jamie would have been would have been great for that but she at did, one point. But without it's kind of But like once having, he loses his hand. Yeah. He if if you're gonna retire Barristan for being old, <laughs> you should probably retire Jamie for losing his sword hand. Yeah. Strategically well, Tywin speaking. Tywin tries to retire Jamie and he's like, No, I made this far for life. But yeah. I just think it's kind of like uh being an England su- football supporter and back in the day when I was in my twenties or whatever and it was the World Cup, like you had a couple of good players like David Beckham or mm-hmm. Wayne Rooney, and if they were sent off or they weren't playing or something, you'd be like, Oh shit, we're gonna lose this now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my yeah. brother was like you can't that's the thing about these teams he, he taught me he was like you can't just have them led by there can't be just one good player essentially yeah. who leads who is that and it's the same on the king's guard so without jamie uh to be able to do it cersei has no one to defend her in the, in the up you know in the trial by battle and it's only because kyburn essentially creates a monster yeah uh who cannot be killed <laughs> yeah that she stands a chance but that's awful the and i don't think i realized when i'm reading this and it's meant to be like these are the best these are meant to be the absolute best fighters they're meant to be incredible and amazing yeah even even Rhaegar's Kingsguard or or Ares I should say yeah was strong was strong right right Ares was was amazing they had yeah you know um, Arthur Dane they had Barristan they had the Otto Hightower they had um, the, um, who's the other one? Lewin Martell, Gerald Hightower. Lewin Martell, Gerald Hightower. Sorry, I said yeah. Otto Gerald Hightower. Yeah, the White Bull. Yeah, they had they had a he had a very good Kingsguard, and of course mm-hmm. Egon the Fifth had Sir Duncan the Tall. Yeah. There's some very well known, very very excellent Kingsguard, but it's when you get into the later books. I essentially I've accepted into my head canon that the Kingsguard are a bit shit. And it's not mm-hmm. till I've read this that I've gone, oh no, they are meant to be like the best fighters yeah. in the realm to keep the king safe. It's not meant to be a political play area for the 
queen or the queen regent or someone to do whatever it is that they're doing. It is genuinely meant to be people who are ultimately, as Visenya wanted, extremely loyal to the king and extremely fierce at fighting. And that is the two things that they're meant to be. And nothing more than that. Nothing less than that as well. And I just think when I was reading this, I kept thinking, but the king's got a shit. And then I realised, no, they're not meant to be. And you're right. Once maybe you start getting to later on, people are picking them politically. But I do think it shows that by the time the Targaryens are gone and you get uh, House Baratheon, the Kingsguard just doesn't seem to be anywhere near as good or highly We're meant to see the contrast, of course. Yeah. We're meant to, mm. yeah. And I think that's something we'll probably see come the end of the series is is if there is a king, we'll see a proper king's guard again. Do you think Brienne will right? be in it? Ooh, I hope not. What? I don't like it. You don't like Brienne? I hate it. Oh, Brienne on the king's guard. Sorry, I thought you said Brienne. Do you think Brienne will be on it? Like, oh no, king? I don't. Oh, I don't like that. It's yes, I know. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Yes, Who's I would. Got I do a better think Brienne story will be than Brienne the Broken. Literally yeah. everybody. Yeah, literally. Uh, and coming from the show, how about someone who was actually there for all the seasons? Yeah, how about that? Bran is the one character you took out for an entire season. Yes, yes. I think they just had, like, I think George should just said to them, Bran's going to be on the throne of sorts. And they were like, okay, so he's going to be on the Iron Throne. And, and I George think, is like, no, no, Weirwood Throne. Yeah, Weirwood <laughs> yeah. Throne in the north. Who knows? I don't north know. Of the wall. I know, but icky. still, it's just... Like, I think it's because the show is a so- is not a song of ice and fire. The show is called A Game of Thrones. So for them, it was the yeah. obsession with the throne. Yeah, but there was no throne for Bran to end up on. No, it. but anyway, I whatever. could talk about. Yes, I do think Brienne though. will be a king's guard. Yeah. yeah, I do think that she will be knighted too. I think that. that I do that. That scene is maybe even though bit. it was season eight, it was maybe one of the best scenes in the whole show. Yeah, where she's knighted, and so I do that felt too. It made true good, that scene. I think yeah, that episode that, is the only good episode in season it eight. It is the only good episode of season eight. Yeah. Yeah. And that moment yeah. is like, wow. And that moment I is like just cried. like, I could watch I that over and over when again. she was knighted. Yeah, it was beautiful. And Pod singing on top of it was oh really gorgeous. Oh my God. Yeah, it was Pod so good. singing. We know what Pod did to those women. <laughs> well, thankfully, that's a show only thing. I know. <laughs> I know I it is a show Pod only thing, but still, in the, like, if you're like, what did Pod he do? Sang when, he sang to them. sang to them. And they were like, fine, yeah. keep your money, babe. But yeah, I, um, I don't know what I was talking about, but yeah, I oh, I could talk about the fucked up nature of the show. Even now, I'm I'm rewatching a bit of it, and I'm on I'm I was I'm watching the Blackwater episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. But there's so yeah. much stuff. Season two actually annoys me as well. I think season two is. I saw awful. you post about. Uh, well, Daenerys', Daenerys is story. story like story is just stupid. I think I hate her story in the book in, in book two as well. I can't I, but it's so it. much better than the show version. She's such Where a whiny, entitled person in that season, though. I know. But I have dragons. I'm a Targaryen. Do I can't? I'm sorry. We're gonna. Have, we'll talk that, about that, it. They, they, but they <laughs> ruined it. Like she was actually so good in the first series. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. her in the first series. I thought she was so interesting. I, I yeah. I think yeah, they just. I, I actually genuinely think they didn't know what to do with her. Now she was speaking in English most of the time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like we know what to do when she's speaking Dothraki, but now she's in speaking the common tongue. We're a bit yeah. Um, yeah, but the whole "Where are my dragons?" Oh, it's so stupid. Speaking of show things, my last final little spoilery oh, thing yeah. was Corianne 
her character being like sort of obviously sexual and trained in sex reminded me of a show character. Yeah. Um, I can't. I don't think the story existed the same way in the books. But but the woman from Lise who who was one of Doria was that her name? Dorea. Yeah. Dorea. Yeah. Um, sort of being there to to train. Daenerys. Daenerys or, or so they thought mm-hmm. but then also was fucking Viserys and mm-hmm. was there just because she was skilled at sex and so mm-hmm. I wonder if Corianne sort of a similar type character used for her sex yeah possibly yeah mm. just reminded me of it a little bit yeah we don't know if Daenerys is fucking Viserys in the books it doesn't come up no it doesn't come up no. I liked I liked that they incorporated that into the show it's a good little mm. backstory yeah. Yeah, they just giving well. more to her character. That mm-hmm. was one. Uh, there's not often things that they write in their own things where I'm like, oh, that works. But George was involved, so he could have said this is totally something that would have been happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was in some of those episodes or one of them. He was so in. He was. Oh, oh he originally. <laughs> like, he was in the original, but he was in, when they reshot the pilot. He wasn't. So never mind. Apparently, the pilot with John acting was so bad. Apparently, Kit Harrington was so terrible in the pilot that never got aired that the Dan and Dave used to joke that they would threaten to release some of it and show like as a joke. Wow. Like Same with the uh, Tasmanian merchant. Yes. The original Tasmanian. Daenerys. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see that on a pilot one day. I know. Absolutely right. Love it. Me too. I think it'd be Me amazing too. if they did that. It would be really good. Yeah, anyway, that's all my uh, spoilery yeah. things. I do kind of wonder if Corianne will become relevant later in the life of Sarah Targaryen. As in? To Harry's daughter. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah. That would be interesting. I mean, we'll, we may never know. Listeners, let us know if you think that they cross paths. If, or if we'll ever get the cautionary tales for young girls written oh, God, by that'd be awesome. George. Oh, my God. I would die for that. <laughs> You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> I, I need more cautionary tales. I think you should just write it. Put it out yeah. there. It could be, I'm not it, creating It could that. genuinely be the next Fifty Shades of Grey. Like fanfic that goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could be so yeah. dead. A little good, a good repository for your filthy mind. It would be good. I could probably do it. Yeah. Some of it. Could write all the sex scenes real well. The rest of it, I don't know. <laughs> I'll do the rest. You do the sex scenes, and I'll, yeah. and I'll do the other guff. You can do the, the can... intellectual stuff. Fine. <laughs> sure. That's all I'm good for. Um, <laughs> no. The dry masterly bits in in between. <laughs> and that's how she ended up in lease. <laughs> That'll be me. Oh god. Right, I got nothing left yes. to say. Do you have nothing left to say? No, I have nothing left to say. She get nothing. I'm empty. Yeah. Nothing. Well, that's yep. it then. We will yeah. return with the second half of this chapter and all the saucy bits. We will. Yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to episode 10. Have a good summer. Oh, and hopefully you guys caught us on Sandry Scribbles, which hasn't happened yet in this time, but when the episode yeah. is released, time, probably yeah. will have. Yes. So let us know if you saw us and what you thought, and uh, we look forward to doing it. Yay! All right. Yay. Lovely. Okay. Take care, everyone. Be good. Bye. Bye. Bye.